The holidays are here, and this holiday season, it's all about doing what matters the most, and that's spending money on ourselves. Previous seasons, we were told, tis the season of giving, of sharing. But what has that garnished us? Disappointment, distrust, and heartache. Each season, we ask our loved ones to delight us in the magic of gift giving by gifting us things we want. And time and time again, we're disappointed. (laughs) I'm sure you're asking yourself, well, Solomon, my man is going to buy me everything I want this season. And to that I say, well, guess what? You're never going to get it. Because see, while you spent all year cooking his meals, washing his dirty drawers, and putting up with his infidelity in the hopes of a shiny, sparkly gift this year, you just end up instead with a dry purse and a wet ass. So this season, let's change that with Saul Ray Beauty. This season is all about us. Fuck that man, fuck them kids, and fuck them bills. Instead, head over to SaulRayBeauty.com and purchase your Holiday Glow gift set. What's in the Holiday Glow gift set, you say? (laughs) Well, I'm glad you brought it up because I've been dying to talk about it. You get a full-size collagen serum, a full-size eye brightening cream, a full-size face brightening cream, and a full-size face wash. Wait, but that's not all. It comes delicately packaged in a luxury beige travel tote adorned in gold hardware, a $158 value economically priced at only $98. But wait, (laughs) that's not all. Also comes with your my annual holiday greeting card signed by yours truly. But again, wait, that's truly not all. Act now and you will not only qualify for free domestic shipping, but you can pick a free gift either a travel size face wash or an extra eye brightening cream. Simply add desired gift to cart. So again, ignore the demands and cries of them damn kids and that man and put yourself first. It's what you deserve. So head over to SawRayBeauty.com and order your holiday glow gift set today. Now let's get into the show. Finally found someone who knocks me off my feet. Yes, I finally found the one who makes me feel complete. Yes, started all a coffee. We started out as friends. Yes, it's funny how from simple things the best things begin. This time is different, la 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 la. It's all because of you, la 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 la. It's better than it's ever been. Cause we could talk it through. My favorite line. What can I call you sometime? It's all you had to say to take my breath away. Mm. This is it. Oh, I finally found someone 
someone to share my life. I finally found the one <clears throat> to be with every night. Cause whatever I do, it's just got to be you. Ooh, my life has just begun. I finally found someone. Welcome to the Solomon Ray Podcast. I'm your host, Solomon Ray. Beautiful, very vo- beautiful, elegant. Um, how else can I describe that vocal performance? Um, very songbird-like, if you will, of I Finally Found Someone, a beautiful duet by Barbara Streisand and Brian Adams, um, written and produced by David Foster. For the Amir has Two Faces soundtrack, um, yeah, really beautiful transition. And it's funny because right now I'm reading Barbara Streisand's very lengthy, very chatty memoir. It's, it's literally like eight pages shy of like a thousand pages and um it's funny because we i got to this part of when she did did this movie and the soundtrack and the crazy thing is i'm not mentioned in it and i just feel like the amount of disrespect is very unwarranted you know what i'm saying like um, I did the vocal arrangements. Um, I did the demo of this song. I also really talked to Barbara. I'm like, you know what? Maybe we should introduce Brian Adams and put him on the track too. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't really have a lot of new duets in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Like, all your duets was, you know, from a time machine back in the day. So it's like, girl, let's 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 jazz it up a little bit. And I just feel like my musical contributions were not really acknowledged in this memoir. Um, and I understand, I understand, like, you know, it's her memoir and, you know, at 81 years old, I'm sure, like, memory's very foggy, but I just find it really funny that, like, you could write almost a thousand pages and have such detailed memory of every single thing that happened in your life and then you just exclude me somebody that was just so pivotal in really building your career. But, you know, much of my life is just kind of building people up and not really taking the credit and getting the recognition that I deserve. But life will go on. Speaking of life going on, um, there are no reviews this week. And you know what? That's fine because that is, what, two weeks, one week? One week. I don't know of no reviews, but, um, that's fine. I feel like I'll still do, I, I think I will suspend my rules of three strikes you're out for the duration of this holiday season, just because I am in a very giving, uplifting, happy mood. And yeah, so I, the rules are suspended until January 1st. Come January 1st, I will re-implement the three strikes you're out rule. And for those who are not familiar with the three strikes, strikes you're out rule is, if we do not get any reviews in three weeks, the fourth week will result in no shows up until there are reviews that are surfacing. Um, and at that moment, that's when I will resume the show. But um, good news, like I said, we are just going to pause those and suspend those rules up until January 1st. So you're welcome. Um, 
Yes, what's going on this week? Um, sorry that I'm a day a little late behind on recording this episode. It is actually Thursday at 2:30. Um, I just wasn't in, I don't want to say I wasn't in the mood, but like I just really wanted to like not work so much yesterday. Like I kind of finished a bunch of shit by like what? 8:30. And I was like, bitch, I can get on this mic, crank this podcast out in two hours and be done. And I was like, bitch, no. There's so many things like I need to do in preparation to go. I'm going to Japan next week. And just there's some house shit I need to do. There's just like a bunch of things that I just needed to like do that was outside of anything work related. Um, I needed to do my another hair, a, a keratin treatment on my hair. Bitch, I did a good one this time. Oh, I did. I did my. I did my big one this time, bitch. I, when I tell you, I almost burnt every fucking strand out of. Cause the thing is, this is like my fourth keratin treatment in the course of like maybe three or four months. Wait, August, August, September, October, November. Yeah, it's about like four months. Um, in the course of four months, and it's just crazy because I'm like, why is it not taking, bitch? I need the formaldehyde back to the the formula. So I was like, you know what, bitch? I'm going to do it a different way this time. I'm going to actually increase the heat. I'm going to just overheat my hair. So when I apply the the cream, I put a, a shower cap over it and just kind of insulate it, you know, the heat from my scalp, just to kind of really get it cooking, bitch. And instead of keeping it on for 20, processing it for 20 minutes, bitch, I processed it for a whole hour, okay? A whole motherfucking hour. And then when I was drying my hair with a blow dryer, I put it on maximum heat. And I really, I really made sure it was bone dry. Plus, before I did it, before I actually applied anything, when I washed my hair to cleanse it, I really stripped off all the oils, everything off my my fucking hair. So it was just dry, brittle strands. (laughs) So now, so then when I got time to flat iron the keratin treatment in it, Bitch, I put it up to like 480 degrees. And normally I try to keep it at like 400 degrees. Bitch, I said no. Maximum velocity, 480. Just let's go. So I started in the back of my hair first because I was like, bitch, I don't really care if I burn my hair, you know, in the back. But it wasn't, bitch. And it's when I tell you, bitch, I woke up this morning, it's getting silky straight. This a little, it's still got a little bump to it. You know what I'm saying? It's not like bone straight. Like it used to be in 2015, 2016. Which is really the heyday of Brazilian blowouts and keratin treatments. That's when it was really, that's when the girls was getting sickening results because they have the formaldehyde. But that's not the case. Uh, hold on. Billy, get up off that motherfucking tree. Um, sorry. Um, where was I? So, yeah, they don't have the formaldehyde in it anymore. So, like, it doesn't really give you the super sickening results. But it still, you know, combats my frizz and just keeps my hair nice and, like, bouncy. But this time, I really did my big one. I woke up this morning and said, bitch, no frizz. Because, see, now how, how you really tested it is if, if, it, if it's really sickening is once you rinse it out and your hair is wet, you know, I let my hair just air dry. I don't even, like blow dry it or air towel dry it, nothing i just let that bitch air the motherfucking dry and if it don't frizz up bitch i did my big one and bitch it didn't freeze up so i really did my motherfucking big one 
So shout out to my luxurious hair. You bitches really could never. Like that's, uh, you know what's crazy? Hold on. It's really crazy how my bundles are just where they are right now in life. You know what I'm saying? Like a year ago, I was giving you big forehead, bitch. Okay. I was looking like Bigfoot. You know, I was looking like Lurch from Adam's Family, bitch. Like, I always had a big-ass motherfucking forehead. And the locks was already locking. You know what I'm saying? The bundles was already bundling. But now that I have a lower forehead that fits symmetrically with my face, and now that the the bundles is keratin treatmenting, like, it's really... I just... I wouldn't really want to stand next to me, honestly, if you really think about it. Like, I would be like, mm, I don't want to be in that picture. Crop me out. Like, I would actually call, I'm like, please crop me out. Like, if I'm, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about if, uh, you. If you were in a photo with me, you would want to crop yourself out. Because it would be like, bitch, I can't compete. Because the way these locks is locking, bitch, it's really, it's really, you know what it is? effervescent it's really effervescent like i have the ac on i turned the ac off when i'm recording the podcast but like i had the ac on and i was sitting here and the ac was gently caressing my locks and it was just slightly moving in the wind it it's something you bitches could never you know what i'm saying like honestly it was really what i could never either like 24 hours ago because <laughs> bitch it could be a fucking strong gust of wind my shit would have been stuck <laughs> fucking like cement bitch anyways um welcome to the show how was my week what did i do oh bitch hold on wait this week um sunday was our egg retrieval um did i do anything friday oh shit bitch i almost went to jail friday i'll talk about that later no but honestly i really almost really probably almost went to jail like it was I'm also debated, like, for days. I'm like, bitch, I don't even want to talk about this on the podcast. But we'll see. Friday was a mess. Um, Saturday. What did I do Saturday? Hold on. Because, see, I'm trying to figure out why I keep coming over here trying to wait for the ramp. Like this your first time living with me. You know, good and goddamn well you ain't supposed to be on that bullshit. Um, where was I? Okay, so Friday I almost went to jail. Saturday, um, I feel like something happened Saturday. I don't remember. Anyways, it doesn't really fucking matter. Sunday was our egg retrieval. And, um, you know, I was thinking about yesterday, I was like, it was such a good, serene day for me. Like, I don't know how to describe the feeling, but like, I just felt, actually, I don't even know what I felt because I can't describe it. Um, but I like, clearly I was like, happy is not a good way to describe it, but I just felt serene. I just felt. I don't know. I don't know how to literally verbalize this because I don't know what word it is, but I just was like, sus like maybe my, my feelings were almost suspended even. Like I just felt like this, I was just in disbelief. Like this is really happening. Like the fact that 
I'm actually, because the day you do egg retrieval is the day you fertilize the eggs. You know, you inject the eggs with your own sperm. They do it like immediately after. And um, you can come on out. I wasn't yelling at you. I was yelling at Billy. Come on. Hey, girl. Come on. Um, but stay over there. Don't get too close because you'll start meowing and bothering me. I was just saying you can get from out underneath the sofa. When I tell you Ryan does not like loud noises, when I start to spiral and scream, she'd be like, mm-mm, get me out of here. Um, but yeah, like, I just felt, I don't know, like, in a new world, I think. I just felt like this is kind of crazy, the fact that I'm literally creating, like, starting to create life. Like, it's, I don't know how to put it. And I'm sure, like, people be, like, doing it all the time and, you know, popping out children. Like, it ain't nothing. And they be, like, so, like, girl, who cares? But so, every process about this is so fascinating to me. And it's so, like, sacred. And so, like, I'm trying to cherish it as much as possible. Um, And I understand it doesn't really matter to people, you know. But the idea of, like, like, I was researching and I was reading, like, that when you inject sperm, or not inject, but even naturally, when sperm goes into an egg, um, the ne- the day one it tr- it splits into two se- cells, and it's two nucleuses, or so it's like the egg, and then the DNA, and then the sperm DNA, and then of course it splits into four, and then splits into eight, blah 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 blah. But up until day three, this is so wild. I'm sure you guys are probably like know this because you guys are smart and. Clearly, I'm not, because, bitch, I didn't go to college. Uh, no, I did go to college. I just didn't complete it. So, so the thing is, up until day three, the egg is responsible for all the work. It's really all the energy um, to split the cells and really form everything. It's all up to the egg. And it's not until after day three where when the egg's energy is basically exhausted and the egg's like, bitch, I'm tired, I can't do no more. That's when the sperm's energy activates. Isn't that great? No, it literally fucking activates. And then the sperm's like, all right, cool. I'll take it, I'll take it from here, bitch. I'll I'll get us to the finish line. So it's basically like the egg is passing the baton to the sperm, and the sperm's like, all right, cool. Let's get it popping. Let's let's do this. Okay. Let's I'll finish it off. You relax, you know? Isn't that fucking crazy? So, bitch, right now, my sperm is literally finishing the race. So, it's, like, it happened yesterday. Yesterday was day three. So, this is day four. And so, now it's really, like, now it's up to me, bitch. Like, I could really fumble. (laughs) No, but I'm not. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? Like, isn't that crazy? Like, that is just so cool to me. It is just the, like... I don't know. Like, I just geek out when I think about this. Like, even when we got the report of how many eggs were fertilized and all that other stuff on Monday morning, I Googled. I was like, oh, my God, what do they look like right now? And I was like, it's so crazy to think that this is what they look like. It's just, you know, egg that's divided into two different cells. And I'm like, this is what we all look like at one point in life. Like, if you get a moment, just type in, like, 
fertilized egg IVF day one or day two, day three, day four, day five, whatever. And it's crazy to think like, bitch, that's, we all started off like that. And it's crazy because it's like, bitch, you, like, if I see my son or daughter later on in life, I'm be like, bitch, I knew what, like, I, I saw what you look like before you became a human. Like, before, like, before you had, like, arms and legs and all this other shit, I saw what your cells look like. Like, I don't know, that just, like, it's so cool to me. It is so fucking cool. So needless to say, tomorrow morning, I get the the results of how many turned into embryos and basically how many reached blastocyst stage. So I'm just hoping and praying that they all reach, bitch. I don't want, like, just a couple, bitch. I want them all to fucking reach motherfucking blastocyst stage, bitch. I'm not going to use them all, but, like, I want them all to reach. And you know what's really crazy? This whole process, like, it really has changed my views on, like, abortion. Okay, so listen. So, but I'm saying it in, like, in the terms of, like, where I see life beginning. You know, like, before, I'm like, I didn't really, I don't, I didn't know how humans were made. I mean, I knew, like, bitch, through sex. You know what I'm saying? I knew, like, eggs and a, a sperm. You know, I knew that. But I didn't know, like, oh, well, this is when the spinal cord is created. This is when the, you know, all that shit. I didn't know none of that until I started submerging myself in all this bullshit lately. So, like, now my idea of, like, what is considered life is completely changed. Like, before I'm like, well, bitch, if it ain't a baby that's out in the world, bitch, it ain't life, you know? But now, if it's, like, a little small little fetus the size of a quarter, bitch, that ain't life. But, like, now I think of it as 100% life, bitch. Like, that's, like a like, a person, so it's crazy how much my views have changed. And now don't beat me up, ladies, okay? Do not beat me up, okay? Don't fight me, okay? Do not cancel me. Do not stop listening. But I was talking to Serena, and because, I, you know, I asked her, I was like, you know, when she was here a few weeks ago or whatever and I was like have your views now that now that you've had Nori have your views on abortion change and they did she she said that they did change but they're kind of still consistent with what she's always felt and I said yeah mine's mine's changed so far at this point but it's still consistent with how I always feel like you know your body your choice you know what I'm saying but now I like now my perspective has changed because now I've heard you know men who be like like, I wanted to keep the child, but she didn't. Like, now, like, I I, I see that perspective now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, damn, I, I get where they're coming from. Like, they would want to keep the child, you know? But here's the thing. If you're trying to keep a child, bitch, you need to man up and do the right thing, bitch. So, anyways, my children are literally in a motherfucking incubator right as we speak. And... That is just so nuts to me. Like, I just, I need to stop talking about it because I can just really go on and on and on and on and on. Um, What else happened this week? Um, Monday, Monday, Monday. What did I do? I've just been, you know what it is also? Now that I'm kind of getting off my little fertility medicines and my hormones are kind of 
recalibrating. I don't want to say I'm depressed because I'm not. And I don't want to say like I'm down in the dumps, but I'm just kind of like low. Like I'm just kind of like maybe low energy too. And very, and I don't know if it's like a multitude of things from being overworked and slightly burnt out to my hormones balancing. Also, now that I've gotten over that hump, it's like almost like an, a moment for to kind of like a sigh of relief. You know, like now that we finally did egg retrieval, fertilized eggs, and it's kind of just like a waiting game now. It's like, oh, now I don't have to do anything. I don't have to be super, I mean, I still monitor myself, but like, I don't have to monitor myself so much in terms of, you know, you can't do this. You can't eat this. You have to be careful with that, blah, 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 blah. Like it's done, you know? So I don't know. I just feel like the last few days I've just been like really low energy, you know? But yeah, I've also been reading Barbara Streisand's memoir, as I previously mentioned, and it is, it's really good because clearly I'm a fan. Um, so I think anytime you read a memoir, you want to know like behind the scenes tea. You know what I'm saying? Like you want the, the you want the, the good shit, bitch. You don't want no like, like a recounting. You want the behind the scenes tea. You want to know like who was arguing with who backstage in the studio. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what the girls are not giving anymore. You know what I'm saying? I think they be thinking memoirs are something that they ain't. No, bitch, you're supposed to give up the motherfucking tea. Mariah's memoir was late. Britney's memoir was late. And I, I just, I was like, you know what? Barbara's is going to be good. Barbara's is going to, she's going to give us some motherfucking tea. And once I found out, I think I was recording this podcast. Yep. Where I found out it was damn near a thousand pages, I said, yep, she's going to give us the full scoop. And that's what this lady is doing. Yeah, I'm literally not even halfway through. <laughs> I'm like 400 pages in and I'm like, is, are we, I, we haven't even made it out of the 60s yet. We have... I'm still waiting to get into the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s, which we haven't even gotten there. We are still in the 60s with Barbara. That's 400, page 400. She, When I tell you, it's almost to the point where I'm like, how do you remember this? It's crazy. Like, I wish, I wonder if I could play a little bit of the Audible. Because I listen to the Audible as I read it, which is kind of confusing because she does her own, she literally goes on tangents on the the Audible. So, like, I'm reading it, and she's not reading what's on the, the book. She's, like, literally going on, like, a full tangent. And this is how I know this Barbara wrote this book, and she's 100% involved because that's so Barbara. Barbara's probably like, no, I'm going to record it how I want to record it. Y'all not going to edit it. Y'all going to upload it the way I want it to motherfucking upload and leave me the fuck alone. Don't ask me. Don't question me. I make the final decisions. Boom, 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 boom. I know it. Because the way she's going on all sorts of tangents, it's like, bitch, let me just put the book down because there's no point in even trying to, like, catch up with you. Because at this point, what are you doing? Did you have a copy of the manuscript, Barbara? Like, what is happening? Let me see if I can play, like, a little clip of the Audible just so you can see, like, how detailed her recounting is. 
the audience wasn't originally in the script. It came out of what I thought Fanny was feeling at the moment, that the audience and the obligations of her career had come between her and Nick. And Willie liked it, so it stayed. We shot this interior at the old Pantages Theater in downtown L.A., which had once been a vaudeville house, I was told. I walked down to sit in one of the seats and put my hands together under my chin, I think. God. Like, like Barbara, what you mean? Like, you went to go sit down and you put your hands underneath your chin. Like, how do you even remember this? How? You know what I'm saying? Like, it is nuts. My nails were way too long. It's it's ridiculous. And then I lean my head back. Like, how do you... I remember Harry lighting this shot. He was so excited. He and Willie couldn't wait to do close-ups on me. Like, the way... I'm just... I'm I'm reading this book, and I am just dumbfounded. It's just... Exa all the details. Like, she... She was in Paris. There was um there's a chapter where she was like in Paris, um, shooting for Vogue, and she was getting ready to do West Funny Girl on West End in London. And they did like a I don't really remember. But how, how do you get Barbara would remember? I bitch, I don't even remember and I read this last night. Barbara is 80-something years old, and she over here giving very graphic details, bitch. And she was like, yeah, I, I ate this this fish stew, and I looked over, and that's what the bellman said, and then the restaurant person did this, and then they opened up, like, all just like a play-by-play. -play. I'm like, this is before we have phones and camera, you know what I'm saying? Like, camera phones and, you know, shit to, like, she, she was on a reality TV, you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like... I'm like, where are you pulling this information from, Barbara? It's, I mean, it is nuts. And you know she's not lying because I went on YouTube because one thing I do is, you know, once I'm, like, if I'm watching something, like, not historical. I mean, I guess you can say this is historical. But, like, something that actually happened in real life, I will kind of, ref if they're talking about something, I'll reference it and be like, oh, I'll jump on the internet or YouTube and just kind of be like, oh, let me watch that performance. Let me watch that interview. Let me see what they're really talking about. Boom. So I'm doing that with Barbara and sh the she's recounting things in the 90s and then the same th way she's recounting it now. So it's not like the story didn't change or she's like just being extra. This bitch really fucking remembers and it is nuts and she's 81 years old like i'm just it is really crazy i mean i like to think of myself as i have a pretty good decent memory especially when i was younger i had a really great memory now i'm just like bitch i'm fried but it is just nuts Anyways, if you guys are inclined, I know most of y'all be like, bitch, I'm not about to read no book for, that's a thousand pages um, about no white woman. <laughs> but <laughs> if you are inclined, the Barbara Streisand memoir is really good. Like, it's giving you, it's really memoiring, you know? Because Britney didn't give us a memoir. Britney gave us, basically, I don't even look at it as a memoir as I look at it as a story about how she got into a conservatorship and how she got out. They need to stop calling Britney's thing as 
a memoir, bitch. It's not a memoir. It's just a story of how she got into the conservatorship. Because, bitch, it's, I'm not saying I don't care about her being in the conservatorship, but it's like, I need to know what it was like working with Tina Landon on the Oops, I Did It Again choreography. I need to know what it was like um, working with Darren Henson. Like, I also need to know what it was like with Columbus Short when you worked with him. Why did he get fired? Because rumors and the, the streets was talking that y'all, you and Columbus was having sex. I need to know that. I don't need to know if you guys were having sex, but I definitely need to know, like, what was it? Was y'all dating? You know what I'm saying? Like, what was going on with Columbus Short? And why did he get kicked off on right before the tour? And he was like the main creative director. Like, what happened, Brittany? I need to know that. I need to know, like, what it was like in the, the studio. Like, what was it like recording Baby One More Time? You know what I'm saying? Like, these are the things I need, Brittany. Like, it's really no shade, but I don't really care so much about the conservatorship. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I hate that. And the reason why I'm saying it is because, like, I think if you can, if if you've are one of the icons, one of the biggest musicians ever. I'm talking about like a Michael Jackson, a Janet Jackson, a Barbara Streisand, a Britney, like major icons, Tina Turner. Yes, there's really traumatic things that do shape your life and stuff, but I feel like I rather, as a, as a fan, I rather lean into the artistry as opposed to the drama. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't mean I don't care that Tina was abused doesn't mean I don't care that Britney went into a conservatorship. It's not that. It's just I rather lean into the artistry and like the great musical contributions and performance contributions that you gave to the world and changed the landscape of music forever. Like that's what I want to read about. And then I mean I also want to like definitely read it. Like I want stories of all those things, but I also want like, you know, a little bit of tea. You know what I'm saying? Cuz I told you how Mariah didn't give us no motherfucking tea. Like Mariah girl. Speaking of Mariah, I'm going to go see her on Sunday with Tia and the girls. Um I had okay. I have no desire of seeing Mariah during the Christmas thing, but hear, hear me out. Every year when she's like, oh, she always comes to New York and does like the little Christmas thing. And I'm like, I just don't really care. Like, I definitely like one or two Christmas songs by her, but like, I rather see Mariah in concert for like an album. Like when she went on tour for Caution for the last album, like stuff like that. Like I want to go see her on tour for the albums. Okay, I'm not really, I don't really care about the like, I don't want to see no grown lady walk around in candy canes and, you know, gingerbread outfits and shit. Like, it's, like, I don't really care about Disney on ice. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, well, what can I we do um, that's very festive for the holiday? I said, oh, might as well go see them. It might be lit, bitch. I don't know. We'll see. So I got tickets for me, Tia, and the girls to go on Sunday to the Hollywood Bowl, which I really fucking hate that venue. But I got us the little four-seater box VIP thing. So hopefully it's not too annoying. But I will say, like, oh, I hate the Hollywood Bowl. And plus the parking. Not for nothing. Like, now I'm thinking about it. I don't really want to go. <laughs> mm. Oh, my God. 
no, I will. I, I feel like I say that all the time, but it's like once I get there, I'll be happy. You know what I'm saying? I'll really enjoy it. And especially like seeing kids enjoy things, it makes it much more enjoyable. You know what I'm saying for yourself? So let me stop. Um, plus, I kind of I here's the thing. I also want to see what the merch table is looking like because I want some Mariah merch. Mariah be always toting out all her old dusty merch. Like the the merch that don't sell from the previous holiday season, she always like roll it out again. And it's like, bitch, mark this down. Mark it down. Give me a markdown. This was on the website a year ago. I already know, bitch. I, I have the screenshots in my my phone. Okay. So mark this down. Um, so yeah, I'm doing that on Sunday. And yeah, and then come next week. Thanksgiving, my parents are out of town, which is wild. Because I'm like, y'all, what are y'all doing? So they're out of town, but I'm going to go to Omar's for Thanksgiving and come back home, pack for Japan, and go to Japan. And I really can't wait to go this time um, and do all the things that I forgot to do the last time I was there. So cannot wait. Um... Where are we at right now? 30-something minutes. All right, cool. So I guess on that note, we will get into the show and move right along. Oh, Jesus. Okay, I, do I want to talk about this? Let me... What did I write down? Because a part of me doesn't even really want to talk about this. Um, well, first off, let me just say, I almost got banned or I'm really refreshing my Snapchat because, bitch... So, okay. Okay, do not eat me up. Okay, do not eat me up. Okay. I have not been paying attention to what's been going on in Gaza. You know what I'm saying? With the girls and the Palestinian girls. I just haven't. And I haven't purposely because, one, I try not to pay attention to a bunch of, like, negative things on the internet or just in the news in general because it does make me depressed. And I just don't – I can't I can't afford to get into that um, mentality. So I just choose I – know, I know where my limits are. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know, like, okay, this is not a good time to look through this. This is not a good time to click on this. So I know myself. So I just kind of don't get into it too much. Plus, you know, I just wanted to really focus on – this IVF cycle and getting through it and just a bunch of things that I'm I'm doing all at once. I just wanted to focus. I wanted to get into my holiday sales. I wanted to work on this third business that I'm doing. I wanted to merge the two businesses that I currently have. There's just a bunch of things that I was just dealing with that I wanted to focus on. So Sunday after egg retrieval, while Tia is literally coming down off of anesthesia, I'm like, okay, explain this to me like a two-year-old. Like, please explain what's going on in the Middle East. And I knew, I knew like, I kind of knew most of it, but the current, I'm talking about like the current things. Like, I didn't know all that was going on. And, you know, she was just explaining how like, you know, they over here, hospitals ain't got shit. Women is over here having C-sections with no anesthesia, just a whole bunch of stuff. So then, now that I, I have the ability to, um, I just kind of looked into it and I was like, damn, bitch, this is really fucking sad. And so I was like, well, let me try to find some sort of reputable organization that I can donate some money to. 
And I was like, you know what? I wouldn't mind donating like $20,000 to the Palestine Children's Relief Fund. Um, $20 of each holiday gift set will go towards that. Blah, 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 blah. And so I told the girls on my Snapchat and on my Instagram, I was like, hey, girls, um, if you are inclined, I want you guys to know every purchase moving forward, it will go, $20 will go to um, the Palestine Children's Relief Fund. So boom. And clearly people are like, thank you so much. But bitch, I woke up the next day. I went to go, you know, log or go on my Snapchat and it was like, bloop, logged out. I said, ooh. And I logged back in. It was like, please review our guidelines. And I was like, oh. And so then I went to go, and then I clicked, you know, I didn't review the guidelines. Who fucking reads that shit? So I was like, click, 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 boom. And so then I got into my account and it was like, they showed the post that got flagged. And I guess the girls was flagging my post saying, you know, donating money towards um, the Children's Relief Fund. And they were flagging it as um, I was posting about, like, illegal substances or something. And so then, so now all my posts are not being promoted on the For You page. So, I mean, I'm still hitting a million views each, every 24 hours. So that's really nothing. You, you bitches can never. <laughs> I'm still, hold on. Let me check where I'm at even as of yesterday. Hold on. Let me just see even for today where we are with the views. Um, while I'm over here talking shit, watch me log in. They'll be like, bitch, your account's suspended. Um, I am currently at, yeah, a million. Oh, and that day I made, I reached 2 million. And the following day, 1 million. So it's really like you can't keep a good bitch down, but now they don't promote my page anymore on the For You page. So like when the girls are just kind of like on Snapchat that don't follow me, they don't see my post because they're getting now all everything I post from now on gets has to go through a review. So I'm like, bitch, this is some bullshit. All because I said I was trying to donate fucking $20 of each gift set. Like, it is just so fucking heartbreaking to know that, like, I don't know how to put like I don't have it in me. Like, I don't care what my religious beliefs are. I don't care what my... What, hold on. Oh, about to yell at these cats one more time. Um, I don't care, like, where I am when it comes to... I don't care about race. I don't care about religion. None of it. If innocent people are being slaughtered left and right because of a, a, a conflict of what whatever it is, now, here's my idea. This is... Now, follow me, bitch. Y'all can fight, okay? If y'all want to fight and, and knock each other out, cool. But just leave the innocent girls out of it, bitch. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to war, there is no way of doing that. And just the way that it's gotten out of fucking control, all the war crimes, bombing fucking hospitals, shit like that is just like, bitch, it shouldn't matter what... First off, there shouldn't be any sides, but like, Hypothetically speaking, just to say, it doesn't matter what side you are on, you, I, I can't imagine seeing someone wanting to donate fucking 20 bucks to kids so that they can have medical attention and fucking clean water. I don't understand how, like, that is, that upsets someone, you know? 
So needless to say, the girls were trying to get me banned on Snapchat, but you can't keep a good bitch down. So but I still prevailed. So but but honestly, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna like front. Like that low key shook me, bitch. <laughs> I'm really not even like fucking playing around. Like that low key shook me. I said some crazy shit on my podcast a few times. And each time I'm like, bitch, I'm surprised my podcast hasn't been taken down. I, there's a lot of things I've said online. I'm like, bitch, I'm surprised I never got suspended. There's a lot of shit I be doing. Like, bitch, I be, I be bullying the girls. You know how, like, when people be, like, getting their accounts suspended and permanently deleted because they're bullying people? I'm literally someone who literally be in comments talking about, please kill yourself in all caps. No, I really... Hold on. Because I know, I know you, you ain't on that Um, I be really doing stuff like that. And I never get suspended, blocked, warned, none of it. You know, so, and so it's wild to see this be the thing that's really getting me in trouble. And it's like, bitch, y'all won. <laughs> it's really no, I hate saying that. <laughs> Because it's very coward of me, but it's like, okay, y'all won. I'm still going to donate money. You know what I'm saying? I still decide. I still said I was going to pledge twenty up to $20,000. I said I would do it. I'm going to do it. But as far as promoting it and talking about it, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Because I can't have, I, like, I can't have that. Like, I can't have nobody trying to take my motherfucking accounts away over some bullshit. Like, mm-mm. Y'all won. I'll be quiet. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please leave me alone. Bitch, if you would have caught me like a few years ago, I'd have been like, girl, fuck this shit. But bitch, I got a child on the way. Okay. I got a big ass house I need to buy. There's a lot of shit in in my life that is really... I, I can't lose my job. <laughs> I can't lose my job, so... Shout out to the Zionist or whoever is out there trying to take me down, bitch. I see you. We see each other. Leave me alone. Okay, I'm sorry. I promise I will not make any more posts like that. Please leave me alone. Stop flagging my account. Okay? And, yeah. Um. Okay, so Friday. Post office drama. My sister's like, bitch, you always got some drama at the post office. And I said, I haven't in years. I have not in years. It was, I only had, I only really had beef with Andre, you know, a few years ago, back in like, what, 2021? That was the last time I really had beef, you know? That's the, that's really it. Since then, I've been having, it's just been so cool, calm, and collected in, in every single post office that I've been doing business with. So, um... Hold on, what the fuck? So, I go Friday to drop off some orders. And I drop off my orders in the back of the post office in what they call the dock. And that's where, like, big bulk orders, like Amazon goes, FedEx goes, like, huge e-commerce websites. Like, if you have, like, a lot of orders, you they prefer you to do drop it off there and not drop it off in the the lobby or, like, you know, where the people work. So, it, it. I mean, I do acknowledge it as, like, a privilege to kind of do something like that. It's not, you know, because there is, you just get access. You just be walking through their shit. So, there's an area where you can park. There's two customer 
unloading parking spaces by the dock. So I go there and there those um, parking spaces are taken. And there's a plethora, I'm talking about like 20-something parking spaces. Honestly, if I drove back down there right now and counted, it would probably be like 40 or way more. When I tell you, it, it's like dozens of open parking spaces. and But each open parking space has like a little number on it. So I think it's like the designated carrier, like the people who drop off the mail, the mail mailman. It's their designated parking space. So I was like, girl, let me just drop. I got to drop these orders off. There's nowhere else for me to park. So I just park real quick into it. I'm dropping off the orders. I'm literally walking to my car. I've, I'm done dropping everything off. Like, I am I was barely there in that parking space. Maybe 40 seconds. Couldn't have been more than 40 seconds. Because it was just long enough for me to get out of my car, open up my my trunk, pull out the big-ass bag that I have, because it was all these little single orders, dr- dump it off in the bin, and then walk back. Like, 40, sec- 40 seconds, maybe? I'm literally walking back to my car, and I see a, a, a carrier park behind my car, and they're honking, like ho- like sitting on their horn, honking. And one of the guys back there was like, oh, we got another angry driver. And I was like, oh. So I was like, I knew it was for me. So I was like, I, I didn't even think, I, I didn't even get flustered or nothing. I was like, well, I'm about to move my car right now. So it's not that big of a deal. You can get your parking space. And I get there. She parks her car. I mean, her her carrier truck. Dead ass, like, on my bumper. But, like, diagonal. So, like, I couldn't I couldn't back out of the parking space. And she gets out and then walks to some other part of the park, the, the, the whatchamacallit. So I couldn't get out of the parking space. So now I'm starting to get a little heated. I'll be honest, I was really, like, under a lot of stress that day. Like, it just, I've already been under a lot of stress for the last few months. So it, it, it's just, it wasn't a good time for me. Plus, it was, like, 4.30, and I haven't eaten anything all day. Not making it an, an excuse, but... I just was not in a good, like, it wasn't, that was not the time to try me, bitch. Then I was like, you know what? Let it go. You know, I started t- dialing into my previous stints in anger management, and it's just like, okay, perspective, perspective, perspective. All right, cool. So I was like, you know what? It's not that big of a deal. Got in my car, and I tried to, like, drive up onto the curb that was uh, in front of me and kind of just, like, slightly back out and then basically in a roundabout way, try to get out of there um, since her carrier was blocking. I could not move. So I had to do, I had to like go to the side. Then I I go to the side and then another carrier comes in and blocks me in as well. And I literally lose my fucking shit. I put that bitch in park and I run up to him and I'm like, you really trying to fuck with me today? Is you really trying to fuck with me today? And he was like, oh my God. And then him and I started arguing. I'm losing my, my motherfucking marbles. And 
everybody in the dock starts coming out. They're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, all sorts. I'm literally, then I get into my car and I'm like literally standing out like on my like driver door, <laughs> like a fucking lunatic. And the one guy was like, you know, just calm down. Like, it's okay. And I'm like spiraling. I'm like, no, because they try to fuck with me. You know, if you, and then she walked by the one who blocked me in, the first person who blocked me in, she was like, well, you're not supposed to park there. And I was like, well, then talk to me like a goddamn adult instead of talking to me like a motherfucking child. Like, don't do childish shit. If you, if you, if I shouldn't park there, just be like, hey, you can't park there. Or just talk to me like a fucking, gro like all this silly shit, all that foolish shit, cut it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not that serious because now you're taking a situation that don't need to be escalated and you escalating it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, it just drove me fucking bonkers. And then that set me off even more. And then so this other guy was, like, trying to calm me down. And he was like, just calm down. And he was like, why are you spiraling so much? It's just a parking space. And I said, it's not. If it's such a fucking parking space, why didn't they fucking park in all the other dozens of parking spaces that are fucking vacant? You see, I'm dropped. You see, the the designated parking space for me is already both of them is already took. So you see, I'm literally walking to my goddamn fucking car to leave, and then you block me in. Now, I'm not saying I'm institutionalized. I'm not, but there are girls who've been in prison and jail and stuff like that who are institutionalized who do not like being blocked in on things and being like locked in doors locked all this other stuff it freaks some people out and the fact that like i mean i already have like a slight tinge of claustrophobia so blocking me out it just like don't do that because you don't know what i gotta like i'm just supposed to just be sit in my car and wait for you to be done with your silly shit to like move your car so then i could leave absolutely not i call when i tell you I called Serena and literally when she picked up the phone, she said, she heard it in my voice. She said, what happened? And I told her and I was like, she was like, girl, I would have went into that, that, um, that mail truck and started taking all the mail out and just tossing it around. I said, honestly, Serena, I was, I'm so shocked. I didn't spiral like my old self because old Solomon would have did shit like that. And honestly, I would have been dealing with some federal charges because I, f I feel like somewhere is that's a federal offense. So I'm really glad I didn't. But bitch, when I tell you, I was so angry. And the thing I think that shocked me the most is because, yeah, what you did was some silly shit. But the how angry I got and how much I allowed myself to get there knowingly leads me to believe that, like, I really had a lot of pent-up anger. And, like, that kind of really goes against all the anger management I've done in the past to where you do have to kind of start checking it. And you have to realize, like, you are when you hold it in for so long, you can erupt. And you erupt on some wild shit. And I realized, like, I have not been that angry in over 10 years. And it just, it was really frightening. And I was on the phone with Serena for, like, an hour. And then, like, an 
hour in, I just like started busting out crying. Cause I was like, I can't believe like I let myself get to that level. I can't believe I like was willing to risk everything I've built, everything I've worked so fucking hard on over something so small. I can't imagine these bum people getting under my skin that much. And I was willing to just throw everything I fucking worked hard for. Shit I got out the motherfucking mud. You know what I'm, what I'm saying? Like all the shit that I really fucking worked hard for, like I was willing to be like, nah, fuck it. Like, and that's what scares me is <clears throat> there's only been like five times when I've been that angry where I can, it, the only way I can describe it is literally like an outer body experience. If the girls have ever had like anger issues, like you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about, but like you have like this outer body experience to where you can, you can see and know that you are really angry and overreacting or just you're about to do something crazy or violent and you can't stop yourself, but you know, you're not like, it's you're like, you're like telling yourself, stop, don't do this. Don't do this. But it's like, your body and your mind are not connected almost. It's really, and that's what that, because I got to that level, that is what frightened me because I thought that that Solomon was gone. I thought he was long gone. I thought he was like, bitch, I ain't seen him pop up in over 10 years. You know, like that don't ever happen no more. I'm mature. I'm older. You know what I'm saying? Like it don't happen like that no more. And the fact that it, it came out again really it really unnerved me it really like shook me to my fucking core like for a whole day like it really like got to me and I was like bitch I need to go to a 12-week program to like work on my anger management which I'm still gonna do but I don't know but I mean they do say you you still have to keep working through your anger management like I did anger management and I was like mm, seven then I did anger management again when I was 17. And then I did anger management again when I was in 2011. So however old I was at that time. So I'm like, bitch, it might be time for me to do another one. Because when I tell you, and you know what's crazy? A, a part of me, but there's a little bit of maturity because I, I didn't threaten anyone. I didn't verbally threaten anyone, physically threaten anyone. I didn't hit anybody. I didn't punch anything. I didn't like, you know, kick anything you know what i'm saying like i didn't like walk into and start knocking shit over like how i normally do but i didn't do all that i just fucking cursed people out and because i i genuinely feel like that was some stupid silly shit like that's some really fucking stupid silly shit you know what i'm saying and the thing that really drives me nuts is like it's never really it's never like the act that pisses me off it's the idea, it's the principle of like, bitch, you really, what did you think was going to happen? You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes I be real, I'm like, y'all two blocked me in. What did you think? How did you think I was going to react? I'm really, like, I generally want to run into them again. I've been going to the post office every single day, dropping off orders, and I'm waiting to run into them again. Because I really want to ask them, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't do this, but I really want to ask them, like, what did you think? How did you think I was going to react? Did you think? Because clearly you did. How did you think? By blocking somebody in 
and doing some silly shit like that, what did you think I was going to do? Did you think I was going to be like, mm, I'll just sit in my car and wait for you guys to move? Yeah, that could have been an option. But you're dealing with different variables, bitch. You could deal with somebody who could really fucking lose their shit. And see, this is how I know the girls are not fighting anymore. This is how, like, and I'm not trying to be funny. I'm for real dead serious. This is how I know the girls are not fighting anymore. Because you, if you've been someone who's fought or, like, got your ass beat, got jumped, whatever... You don't do shit like that. You leave people to smooth the fuck alone. That's why when you see like the, the the biggest, oldest OGs, the most gangster of gangster people, they're the nicest people because they're like, bitch, I know where I can go. I know where things can go. They don't try nobody. They treat people with as much respect as possible. They're the nicest little, nicest men you'll ever fucking meet. The drug cartel men are the same fucking way. Nicest men. But... I feel like you can only do shit like that if you know, like, oh, yeah, because because think about it. What's the other option? All right, I'm going to block these people then. Then, you know, they'll probably just be upset and just sit in their car. But the other option is they could come out and fucking go postal. No pun intended. They could really go motherfucking postal and lose their shit, and we would, we would both have to be start fighting. If that's the option... You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I know y'all. But y'all ain't like that. Y'all probably think like, oh, I'm going to just do whatever I want. Because you probably never got your ass beat. You probably never been. Unless you are a fighter. And quite frankly, when I rolled up on old dude, he wasn't giving like he wanted to get froggy. At the fuck off. That motherfucker didn't want to leap. No, nobody in that motherfucking dock said shit. They, and that's another thing that was crazy. The whole time I'm losing my motherfucking shit, all these people start coming out the dock and they still doing their work. You know, they still, they're like, oh, whatever, whatever, whatever. Nobody came to their defense. Nobody said nothing for them because they probably on that type of shit anyways. They probably work around these people all the time and see them doing stupid, silly shit. Well, bitch, you found the right one today. You found the right bitch today. I'm like, don't let the the outward appearance of me fuck you up, bitch. Get you fucked up in a city situation. Don't let it happen. And sure enough, they fucking tested me. And so I was like, really? I was like, damn, I'm not going to be able to go to the post office anymore. I'm going to have to find another post office to drop this shit off. No, bitch. I go there, still go to there right now. And I'm still my nice, cheery, sweet self. You know what I'm saying? I'm one of, they always be like, you are so easy to work with. Like, you drop your things off. I separate it between ground priority. I also separate international. I also separate for even if it's a local in San Diego. I'm like, what can I do to make your job easier? Because if one, I don't want y'all fucking up my, my packages, okay? That's more work I got to do, and that's more emails Serena has to deal with. So I, we run a fucking tight fucking ship. So... I just, I, I do everything. I'm like, where do you want me to put this? I can move these huge things myself. Let me do it. I don't want you working. I'll, I'll help I'll help out as much as I can to kind of alleviate all the little work you have to do for me. So I'm one of their favorites, bitch. So I'm still dropping shit off. But yesterday I was in my car and I was like, um, I drop off in the dock and then I, I pull out. And when you pull out, you have to drive past the the 
whatchamacallit, the front, like the lobby, like the where customers go. I said, no, bitch, let me put, put my shit in park. So I went to the park and I stood in line or whatever. And I said, I need to talk to the supervisor and whatever. So I, they're like, all right, cool, Steve, come on. So I'm talking to Steve and I told Steve exactly what the fuck happened. And I was like, you need to talk to both of them. And, and he was like, do you know, um, he knew one of the guys. He was like, well, what's her name? Um, the one that started it. I said, I don't know, but she, it's somebody with bad eyebrows. She over here looking like two brown golden arches. And the lady next to me, I think it was like Tawana or something like that. She started busting out laughing. I said, yeah, she got bad eyebrows. You And, and I, it's like, you know who I'm talking about. That bitch with fucking bad eyebrows. I said something also derogatory too. What did I say? Because once I, because see, once I heard Tawana start cracking up next to me, I was like, oh, I said something to the tune of um, something. Um, what is shock and surprise? What did I say? I said, she over here walking around like she's always in disbelief or something like that. Like, because that's how her eyebrows are. Like, it is like her eyebrows are not, that's the only thing I remember about that lady is the bad eyebrows. But they knew who I was talking about. I said, that bitch with the fucking bad eyebrows, looking like two brown McDonald arches, looking like she's in a constant state. That's what it was. Looking like she's in a constant state of disbelief. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's not funny, but it's like, I really walked in there, talked to the supervisor and be like, okay, let me just talk about this and get this off my chest. And then here I go taking like some digs at this lady. <laughs> Looking like she's in constant disbelief. <laughs> ah, you silly bitch. Like, <laughs> fucking silly. Like, fucking silly. Like, that is the, like, the thing that drives, I just never understand. I can't imagine, like, going to work and hating what I do. I can't imagine wanting, being so upset with whatever's going on in my life, how do you, mind you, I literally blew up on people on Friday. But bitch, I was provoked. <laughs> you know, like, I can't imagine fucking with people who were, unpro like, unprovoked. But that, again, I just, because I know y'all don't know how to fight. I know y'all don't know how to, or either you do know how to fight. Those are the two options. I've said this time and time again. Either you do shit to people who, you fuck with people unprovoked because you know how to fight, or you don't know how to fight because you never got your ass beat. But even the girls who do know how to fight don't fuck with people unprovoked. Because they're like, bitch, I fought my whole life, bitch. Like Harpo. Bitch, I fought my whole life. I'm not trying to keep fighting like for, no, for what? And you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just not... I can't get to those levels anymore. But the thing that really got to me the most was... I can't be a father and be acting crazy. I, that that Solomon needs to die and never come back. For real. Like, I need to just be like, yeah, you can curse me out. You can say whatever the fuck you want, bitch. And I'm just going to have to just really turn the other cheek. I can't be like that anymore. And that's what scared me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm... I can't do that because I, I'm the sole provider. I'm a single dad. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, you know, I'm just going to go do a little three-month stint in jail. Be right back. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me knock this bit out real quick. 
no, bitch, like, no. <laughs> it's funny because my, um, my lawyer, she was like, all right, um, we were done with something. And I was like, well, um, basically like custody of my child or children in general. And it's, you know, there, she was just talking about like, in case you die, in case you die, who's going to take care of your kids or whatever like that. And I said, all right, cool. And once we were done with that, I said, all right, so we need to also put in um, for custody, like in case I'm in prison. And she was like, what? I was like, yeah, like in case I'm in prison, like if not, maybe not prison, bitch, but like at least spend a couple nights in jail, like something like that, temporary custody. So she was like, yeah, we can do temporary custody and all this other shit. But she looked at me, she was like, bitch, what the fuck? I was like, no, because that's like a concern of mine. I know that sounds crazy to even say, but like, it is something I literally think about. Like sometimes, like even, <laughs> this is horrible, but even on like Fridays, I get kind of uh, nervous because I'd be like, bitch, my, one of my fears is I'm like, bitch, I hate being in jail during the, the weekend. Because then you got to just fucking sit there till Monday. And, like, the way my anxiety is built up, like, the, it's just, that don't really work. So, these are just things I'd be thinking about. Or either I'd be like, <laughs> I don't do this anymore. But I used to, like, be like, bitch, all right, let me just make sure I got clean socks always with me. You know, a fresh pair of drawers and some clean, you know, a clean t-shirt in case, you know, I go to jail. <laughs> I don't know why, like, I started living my life like that. I don't live like it in, anymore, but needless to say, that's what the fuck happened to me on Friday. <sighs> and I hope I run into them. Honestly, I really do, because I really want to just... I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to do anything, but I'm just going to be like, yeah, bitch, I'm still here. Okay? Still dropping off my orders. And what you did was silly. You did some fucking silly shit, and I know you're not going to try me again. And that's really about it, so I'm moving right along. A smooth operator, I'm a smooth operator. It's time for TMZ. TMZ. Topics, baby. TMZ. Topics, baby. Topics from TMZ. Okay, so let's get into um, TMZ topics. I think I'm going to phase this out, this little segment out. Because ultimately, I don't care. Like, I don't even know why I even started this. See, look, eldest son Dex dead at 32 of accidental overdose. Oh, my God. Who is this? He looks familiar. I don't know. But anyways, moving right along. Rest in peace. Shout out to you. Diddy, sued by ex-girlfriend Cassie. Oh, my God. Alleged rape, abuse, human trafficking. Bitch, hold on. Let me get into this. Diddy has been accused of rape and a plethora of other... Plethora is such a good word. And a plethora of other crimes by his ex-girlfriend Cassie in a bombshell lawsuit that, ooh, details the disturbing claims. Hold on. My mama calling me. Let me finish this in a little bit. Okay, so now I am back. No, that was my mom. I needed to talk to her because she already know what's up. She already know what's up. She already know, like, it's time to get to cracking on praying, okay? 
crack them knees and get on your knees and, and pray because it's time to it's it's really prayer soldier time okay it's really a praying grandma the time because we get the the results of how many turn into embryos tomorrow morning so i'm like let me let me hit pause on this little record and talk to my mama real quick and let her know she let her know what the mission is today I be like, I be listen. I be checking in with him at, with a daily mission every day. I'm like, so this is what we doing today, team. <laughs> this is what we doing today, team. This is this is these are the topics that we're praying and c covering over. Okay, these are the specifics, and I need specifics. Okay, yeah. And see, that's what's crazy because y'all don't have family that prays for you, and that's you know, and that's really why y'all be stuck somewhere in a ditch. <laughs> Yeah, and it's really, honestly, that's really crazy because it's really giving you bitches cadaver. But shout out to my mom. Um, okay, so back to Cassie and this lawsuit, bitch. Ooh, the singer named the bad boy Honcho in a, ooh, in a federal suit she filed Thursday in New York in which she makes a number of allegations against Diddy, including claims of human trafficking and shocking claim that he broke into her home in 2018 and forced sex on her. Oh, my God. The alleged rape, Cassie says, came towards the end of their relationship in 2018 when she decided to leave Diddy for good. In her suit, she says they went to dinner one night that year, which Cassie thought would be a discussion on how they could each move on. Afterwards, she says they went to her place, but claims Diddy forced himself into her apartment despite Cassie's protest. Cassie claims Diddy then forcibly kissed her and began ripping off her clothes, at which point he, she alleged he raped her, all while she said no. Um, in the aftermath of this alleged incident, Cassie says she tried separating herself completely from Diddy and moving away and cutting all ties with Bad Boy while under a lot of stress. While this claim is, for sure, the most shocking, it's just the tip of the iceberg of what else is alleged in her lawsuit, including years of what Cassie claims were physical, oh my god, and emotional abuse at the hands of Diddy, such as beatings and stompings. She alleged he dished out regularly over the course of their relationship, which Cassie says <clears throat> started in 2005. Through their time together, Cassie claims Diddy, Diddy would regularly apply ply her with drugs and alcohol, make her carry firearms around in her purse while out in public and, and worse yet, she alleges he forced her to have sex with several different male prostitutes over the years across different jurisdictions. Okay. Cassie claims Diddy would film these coordination, coordinated liaisons with her and the prostitutes whom she claims were hired by Diddy, and pleasure himself while watching the intercourse. One other stunner of a claim here, Cassie alleged that Diddy once said he was going to blow up Kid Cudi's car while he was home. This after learning a brief relationship he and Cassie shared around 2011 or so, and goes on to claim that in 2012, Kid Cudi's car did, in fact, blow up in his driveway. <gasps> She doesn't say explicitly that Diddy orchestrated it, but she says that the fact it happened like he threatened, he threatened, terrified her and made her fear for her safety. 
It goes without saying these accusations are absolutely jaw-dropping, but Cassie is insistent they happen, saying, quote, After years in silence and darkness, I am finally ready to tell my story. Come on, memoir, and speak up. Excuse me. On behalf of myself and the benefit of other women who face violence and abuse in their relationships. Cassie claims to have suffered greatly from what allegedly endured with Diddy and says she still deals with repercussions today. Lord have mercy. Oh shit, there's more. Diddy, meanwhile, has come <laughs> um come with a staunch defense, claiming Cassie's claims a straight up financial shakedown through his journey. I mean, his attorney, Mr. Combe, vehemently denies these offensive and outrageous allegations. For the past six months, Mr. Combe has been subject to Mrs. Ventura's persistent demand of $30 million under the threat of writing a damaging book about the relationship, which has unequivocally rejected as a blatant blackmail. Despite withdrawing her initial threat, Ms. Ventura has now resorted to filing a lawsuit riddled with baseless and outrageous lies aiming to tarnish Mrs. Com Mr. Combs' reputation and seeking a payday. Damn. Cassie is seeking major damages. The New York Times first reported the lawsuit. How much is the lawsuit for, though? I'm trying to see. Not that it matters, but, I mean, damn, I gotta log in to read this fucking article. Bitch, I'm not paying for this shit. Damn, that sucks. That's crazy. Because here's the thing. In order for, like, you have to basically prove the claims to be wrong. And so he's going to have to, Diddy's going to have to prove like, bitch, this is not true. But also the burden of proof is also on her too. Because, you know, sometimes, I don't know, bitch, this is really kind of fucking wild. Um, anyway, so moving right along. Kiki Palmer, I need a break from ex-boyfriend drama. <sighs> Give me Paris, rain or shine. Okay, so... Kiki Palmer is getting far away from the drama back home with her alleged abusive baby daddy. Talking, why is what is going on with these men and being abusive? This is nuts. Okay, but anyways, I'm not gonna read this. That I mean, I'll keep going on, moving right along. Tiger Woods' son Charlie wins HS golf championship, high school golf. Okay, cool. Bitch, is his son white? What's going on? Charlie Woods. Oh. Bitch, I be so, like, <laughs> I don't know why I be shocked when <laughs> black men be with these white women. I don't even know, like, who's Tiger's, Tiger Woods' baby mama is, but I don't know why I just be so shocked, because it's like, bitch, you shouldn't be. Um. All right, Jada Pinkett Smith says she never saw Will. Oh, bitch, with no man ever. Mm, okay. Jada Pinkett Smith is doubling down on denying Will Smith hooked up with Dwayne Martin, but going a bit further now, saying there hasn't been a whiff of this with any dude. Um, all right, cool. So moving right along. Um, let's see. Paul Pelosi, David DePape found guilty. I don't know who that is. Moving right along. Um, Tyreek Hill, don't know who that is. Moving right along. Um, Savannah Chrisley, ex, I don't know who this is either. Moving right along. Um, pro-Palestine protesters completely block off Bay Bridge 
ruin travelers' commute. Oh, Lord. Dozens of pro-Palestine... Oh, shit. Almost knocked over my shit. Dozens of pro-Palestine protesters descended onto a very busy bridge in Northern California in the worst time, too, as people were trying to get to work. Countless demonstrators blocked off traffic and completely halted activity on the super deck of San Francisco's Bay Bridge. They made sure to let everyone know they weren't going anywhere, with multiple people chaining themselves to one another in their cars. Um... Okay, of course they had megaphones and signage. Da 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 da. Damn, that's crazy. I mean, I get it, but I mean, it just really would. I listen. I don't like th- people blocking me out. I just, I, don't, I would, I would, I think I would spiral. Ooh, see, this is why I don't like to leave my house. All right, so moving right along. Extreme weight loss star Brandy Mallory died in parking lot after buying Chipotle. Not even la- I'm not laughing at this lady. I'm laughing at something that popped up in my mind. I swear to God. Because this this headline, <laughs> it reminded me of something I was literally just thinking about earlier today. And I just, I, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not laughing at this lady dying. Um, Died in parking lot after buying Chipotle. So the reason why I'm laughing is me and my friend William once... <laughs> And the reason why I'm laughing about it is because it's recent, not this particular thing, but something similar happened to Tia recently. And it made me think of all this. So years ago, me and my friend, um, we have like, we have like really hard, I mean, really weird issues when it comes to like food. Like we just have like a really unhealthy relationship. So he was... It's not funny, but like it is funny to us. Like we laugh about it like all the fucking time. So he was. We used to live together, and so he was at. He went to. (laughs) I can't even tell the story. He he went to Jack in the Box, um, and he you know ordered his food through the drive thru and then parked in the parking lot. I'm sorry, I can't talk about this. This is just like such a funny story to me. And so <laughs> he he was eating his food so fast that he started choking and really couldn't breathe. And he was like, I was like turning blue. He said, and then so then, you know, eventually the piece came out and he was able to breathe again. And he said, I was so scared. I started crying. He was like, bitch, I'm about to die over a fucking jack in the box in the parking lot. <laughs> And I was like laughing at him. We're like, damn, bitch. That's... So we we were laughing, right? So boom. Fast forward to like maybe a week or two later, and I'm <laughs> I'm leaving McDonald's, and I'm taking this back alleyway, which used to be like behind this Walmart, like you know, like behind the stores, and they put like these um 
speed bumps because people normally take the back way and just kind of speed through. And so I'm eating, right? And I'm just like not slowing down for the speed bumps, just boom, 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 you know? And I start choking and then I like, I go and I pull over and bitch, I'm not able to breathe. And I'm like, bitch, I'm about to die. So I know it's not funny to you guys, but like I went back, I went into the house and said, bitch, I almost died eating my fucking meat. <laughs> Bitch almost died being a fucking fat ass. Like, and so like, me and my friend William, we just literally kiki about this all the time. Like, bitch, anytime we started choking, we'd be like, bitch, ooh, am I about to die? Because we'd be eating so fast and like just overzealous. And like, we we're like, bitch, I would hate to fucking die being a fat ass. Like, bitch, I'm dying because, bitch, I'm fucking sitting in the park. <laughs> I'm sitting in the parking lot. I'm literally tearing up thinking about this. I'm sitting in the parking lot, stuffing my face with fast food. Like, that's how I fucking go out, bitch. Like, that's crazy. And so, recently, Tia sent me a voice note. And she was like, bitch, I almost fucking choked on my food. <laughs> and it's not like I'm laughing at that. Because it's not funny that, like, anybody <laughs> choking on their food. But it just sends me to that moment where we, me and my friend were like, bitch, not as dying, like, in park, almost about to die in parking lots. So I'm not lying at this lady being dead. It's just when I read extreme weight loss star Brandy Mallory died in parking lot after buying Chipotle, my mind just went to like, you know, that. Um, so I'm sorry. I, I really wasn't laughing at her. Um, Brandy Mallory died in a bizarre seat. Don't make, I don't know if I should read this because it might make me start laughing. Brandy Mallory died in a bizarre manner that, for now, remains a total mystery. Although one piece of the puzzle hasn't been answered, she died after a dinnertime food run. TMZ has obtained the police report pertaining to the extreme weight loss star's death, and it's fairly shocking to see what cops say preceded her sudden passing. Per the Atlanta PD paperwork, Mallory has last was last seen alive while buying some grub from a local Chipotle. <clears throat> the report notes that Mallory's vehicle was spotted in a parking lot of a strip mall early on November 9th. This while the owner of adjacent deli noticed that she just sitting there all by herself. Oh, my God. The deli owner, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so, yeah, I guess she died in the parking lot. Damn, that's really fucking sad. I don't know who this lady is, but shout out to her and rest in peace. Um, All right, so moving right along. Snoop Dogg, I'm giving up the smoke. End of a 420 era. Um, Okay, Snoop says he's giving up the smoke for good. An activity he's been synonymous with his career since day one. But frankly, it's hard to tell if this is legit or not. The dog father shocked his IG followers on Thursday with a PSA. After much consideration and conversation with my family, I've decided to give up smoke. Please respect my... Not please respect my privacy at this time. All right, cool. Um, You know what's crazy? The um, Cardi B was like, bitch, I can't smoke weed anymore because it just makes me, like, scary and anxious. And I start hearing voices and shit like that. And I was like... And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I went into the comments and everybody was like, bitch, that's why I stopped smoking the last few years. Recently, weed has changed and da 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 da, -da and all these bad things that have been happening. And it's like, yeah, like I knew something was, I knew it wasn't just me, bitch. 
Because I haven't been able to smoke weed in beyond 10 years. And now that new shit, I'm like, uh-uh, I can't do it. It's it don't it's not right for me. So maybe that's the reason why Snoop is, you know, done with the marijuana. All right. So moving right along. Oh, speaking of Cardi B. Cardi B defends Will Smith amid gay sex rumors, slams blogger Tasha K. Tasha need to be careful. <laughs> I can't imagine, like, she don't be tired of possibly getting a lawsuit all the time. Um, okay, I don't really care about reading this anymore. SoCal Jewish man killed, oh my God, suspect arrested in Palestine rally death. Bitch, what? Cops have a man in custody for the death of Paul Kessler, the Jewish man who was killed at a pro-Palestine rally in California earlier this month. 50-year-old Loy Abdel Fattah Al-Naji was arrested Thursday for allegedly killing the 69-year-old man. He's been booked for involuntary manslaughter and is being held at the Ventura County. Blah, 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 blah. Um, Kessler was rushed to a hospital where he died from head injuries. And the L.A. County coroner determined his death was a homicide. Law enforcement told us Kessler got into a heated argument with the Palestinian supporters, leading to a physical fight, and was actually knocked backwards, causing him to fall and hit his head on the ground. Oh, okay, so that makes sense. Um, okay, so he just r ran up and got done up. No, like for real, like that's okay. So listen, don't don't eat me up, guys. Please don't. Okay, but what what it sounds to me, this is what it sounds to me. It sounds like this 69-year-old man saw people protesting, some pro-Palestinian girls protesting, and he got a little emotional, and he ran up and got done up. And by done up, he probably got pushed or shoved in a scuffle and probably fell backwards. You know what I'm saying? At that age, like, you know what I'm saying? The equilibrium a little off or whatever, and boom— and hit his head, okay, and probably sustained some some injuries, and that kind of you know snowballed into probably some previous issues that he probably had that went left undiagnosed, and that's probably how he died. And I think that they're really forming this um, article to kind of um, fuel the fire when it comes to the pro-Palestine girls. So not saying that this man deserved to be dead. That's not it. I'm just trying to think of it like in a clear view of like, he probably ran up and got done up. Okay. He probably was a little too turned. And unfortunately he, you know, oh, this is a picture of him, bitch. Not him sitting on a corner. Girl. He's sitting on a corner with a big ass tablet of a phone clipped on his on his jeans with uh a hat sunglasses and a large israeli flag yeah i feel like yeah he just got ran up and got done up um all right so do i want to do any more dwayne johnson mm, no alec baldwin Ooh, i do kind of what's going on over there with that new rust outtakes show actor warning Helena Hutchins, I don't want to shoot towards you. Ooh. 
Alec Ball, I don't want to read about that because that is so, that freaks me out. The fact that that person was shot and killed on the set of a movie. All right, so that's done with page one. Do I want to go to page two of TMZ? Jordan Woods, don't care. Lucas Cage, don't know who that is. Um, Man Snatches Python, I don't really care. Oh my God, no, saves cat from being eaten alive. Um, okay, moving right along. Um, let's do one more. Drake, Scary Hours 3. I don't really care, bitch. Um, President Biden. Newsom could have the job I'm looking for. Hinting at future run. Please give it to him. Please, because honestly, Joe, like... How old is Joe? How old is... Oh, bitch, I got, me a, I got me a Google or Alexa. I don't know who this bitch is, actually. Who's the Google girl? Google? Hey, Google. How old is President Joe Biden? Eight years old. Ooh. I found an answer to this question. How old was Biden when he was first elected senator? Do you want to hear it? No, I didn't ask for all that, girl. Thanks. Bye. Um. No. So how is it? Joe Biden is 80 years old. I don't know, but I found these results on search. Hey, Google, please be quiet. Um, I don't understand how Barbara Streisand is 81 years old, and she is giving you clear and just effervescent mind. Meanwhile, Joe Biden looked like he is struggling to figure out where to pee? Where, where if he need to take a shit? Like it's crazy. So I just really don't want these old people running the country anymore or anything. I just don't want old people in positions of power. And by old bitch, me even me bitch, I'm too old bitch. <laughs> no, for real. Um, but anyway, so that's done with the TMZ topics because I don't really care anymore. Like I said, I might phase this out because bitch, I don't be caring about none of these bitches. Um. See, look, Euphoria producer Kevin Turnell. Oh, my God, died after medical. Why are the girls dying so much while driving his Tesla? This is crazy. The girls are really dying. Angelina and Brad, please don't die. Oh, Zahara joins, a.k.a. Sorority. She black? Oh, she is. <laughs> Bitch, this is why I gotta get off, get off the internet. <laughs> I need to get off this thing. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I forgot they adopted these kids. I'm so... <laughs> I was like, bitch, she's... They letting white folks to, in, in AKA, bitch? Okay, work. Anyway, so that's it. Moving right along. All right, so if you want to write into the show, send it in at ask at the Solomon Array Podcast.com. Um, we would love to hear from you. We do have an update this week. Ooh, bitch, it's long. God damn. Where are my glasses? Damn, it's just getting hot into this house, too. Hold on, let me check on my phone what the temperature is in my living room because, bitch, it is really toasty. I'm about to turn the AC on. Um, did I get blocked on it? Snapchat? Bitch, when I tell you, I'm spooked, bitch. I'm really fucking spooked. <laughs> fucking spooked. Um, okay, what's the temperature in here? Because it's it feels like it's fucking hot. Like, bitch, oh my god. It is 78. Uh-uh, it's 78 degrees. I knew I was burning up. 
Um, let me. I'm gonna turn the air on, you guys. If you hear the, the um, bitch, it's like I knew it was burning up in here. I'm sorry. If you hear the air going on, I'm in the sound quality of this. I'm sorry, but it's I can't do this. I'm really fucking burning up, and it don't help that I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight different candles on my altar burning up. When I tell you, it is popping right now. It's really, the vibrations is really vibrating right now. It's very vibrational at this very moment in this household. The spirit is working. My ancestors is on overdrive, bitch. We got these embryos cooking in the, in the damn incubator. We are, it's, it's a lot going on, bitch. I literally had to install an extra um, smoke detector because I'm like, bitch, with the amount of candles I be burning and all the shit that I got going on in my life, like, uh-uh, we got to make sure it. Th this house could burn up in flames any moment, bitch. Let me check my insurance because it's, because it's a lot on that altar. It is a lot. Um, and it's about to get even more turned because I just got a shipment of some stuff in a couple days ago. And two of my candles just went out. Three of them actually just went out. So I have a lot. I have a lot of little ritual things that I'm doing right now. So that's another reason why it's so fucking hot in this damn house. Um, okay, so we have a new um listener letter. They write, Hey Solomon, so much has happened since the last time I wrote for both me and you. I just like to take a moment to congratulate. Am I recording? Um, I, see, this is crazy. Like, I never want to double check if I'm recording or not in any other segment. It's only when I do listener letters. Why is, why is that? And it's not like I've never not recorded. I just, I always have to look and see if I'm like recording. Anyways, I just like to take a moment to congratulate you on your progress so far in creating new life. A new life with Tia. I honestly am not really religious, but I'd be putting it out in the universe. Positive energy for you. Healthy, 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 genetically normal boy and girl embryos. Period. Period. Thank you. No, because honestly, I'm. thank you. Because that's healthy and genetically normal boy and girl embryos. Please and thank you. Um, the Life in Progress podcast is such a joy to listen to. Even as someone who is not going through the IVF process, it brings so much perspective to childhood, parenthood, and the way the, the two of you are deeply connected. Sending nothing but utter love, support, and positive thoughts. Energy for the both of you and your families. Thank you so much. Um, and I want you to know I'm sending it right back to you tenfold. Literally, that's the reason why my house is about to catch on fire because I got a lot of things going on right now. So just know... All the good energy you're sending me, bitch. I'm sending it right the fuck back. Um, that being said, I don't think you remember my last letter from March and April, but I was basically struggling to date a jail lover and a ball lover. I do remember. I took your advice then, which was to date both. But given that I like, oh, yes, the jail one was the better dick, I believe. I, I forgot. But I do, I do remember your letter. I took your advice then, which was to date both. But given that I like my dick to be free of charges, the ball lover won. 
He asked me to be his girlfriend on May 26th, and we've been dating ever since. I basically went from a jailhouse lover to a courtside lover, LOL. And that's what I've, I'm asking advice on today. In the months we've been dating, we've been learning so much about each other. The biggest thing is how we manage conflict and communication. We'd come to realize the, the pattern within our characters. And I'm very in touch with my emotions and open to communicating those to him. My man, on the other hand, can be very closed off and wanting to deal with things on his own. He tends to only bring it up when he's solved it or able to offer a solution. And while there are pros and cons to both methods, I have respected his approach as he has respected mine. These approaches have also never negatively impacted our relationship until now. So as you know, my man plays professional university basketball. Our relationship during the season is very long distance as he travels all over Canada. But one thing that has been consistent is his good morning text. Even if he's super busy or we had not been on the best of turns or the rest of the conversation yields to be not as excited to be not as exciting afterwards, he always starts off our day with a good morning. Recently, I felt this energy shift. At first, I chalked it up to his sport or the consistent traveling or even school, but as it didn't change, I thought it had something to do with our relationship. So I asked him. He said everything is fine and that the problem had nothing to do with us. I pressed him even more to try and gain some understanding. Solomon, tell me why this nigga sat on a phone for a whole hour in silence. Bitch. If you would got the connects from your ex-man's cartel, hit me up. Because <laughs> my nigga a real good recruit with the way he playing loyal to his demons. <laughs> At the end of the call, he FaceTimes me so I can see his face. To be fair, he just didn't look like my positive, energetic boyfriend. Finally, he said that he loves me and has nothing to do with us. He told me that he has some stuff he needs to deal with. I let him be, and we ended the call. Next morning, I get a good morning text. We chop it up, and our last text was at 5.30 p.m. yesterday. Today, he still hasn't replied to my messages. No good morning text, no hi, no hello, no nothing. Now I'm worried and conflicted. I want to be supportive and understanding at the same time. I'm annoyed that he's acting like this. I'm supposed to be his person. I just feel left in the dark. I love this man, but it's not fair to be shut out completely, especially when this is coming out of a place of concern and love. What's your advice, Solomon? How do I bring up this shit communication skills without pulling on his already existing problems? Love, courtside lover. Bitch, pull him up. Pull him up. Pull him up. No, bitch. Because this is what this is what's happening. And again, I don't... I, please, my advice is not solid, okay? This is... I don't, and I also don't have any experience. I've never been in a relationship, really. So, like, please take what I, I'm saying like, with a grain of salt. Um, it sounds like to me he's getting ready to ghost you because something happened. This is just my perspective. Something happened along the way of him traveling to where he realized, like, maybe this isn't for me. It could be a multitude of things. It could be a new bitch, okay? Or it could be no bitch, but the potential of a new bitch. So it's like, and I would imagine, I don't know really the ins and outs of a ball player, but I would just imagine, especially if you're young and you're a ball player or someone who 
either has a lot of money or is going to come into a lot of money, whatever, you're going to now start to sniff out and, and start to see what you could pull, if that makes sense. Like you could, like what type of women you can get. And the fact that he ain't with you on the daily no more because he's on tour or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, He's probably like, oh, look at all the little, you know, the things I can I can garner without being in a relationship, without having to be on the phone with somebody, without checking in with nobody, blah, 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 blah. And it's also part of a lifestyle, too. So clearly, I'm not a ball player, none of those things. However, I will say, and I'm not saying I look like a fuck, I look like chopped liver, like I'm fucking ugly, but I will say being working in entertainment. When I tell you, like, how can I put it? Because what I'm going to say is really fucking disgusting. But, like, I be bagging them. And I don't even really have to work hard. But it's the fact that, like, people think you have access. People think you have resources. People think you are adjacent to, I don't know, something that they could benefit from. Plus the illusion that you might have money. Plus, if you're slightly handsome, all those things kind of really is the perfect storm to where, like, you be like, bitch, I can really get anybody. And I'm not saying that's me. But I'm just saying, like, I know those things already happen for men on the daily. But when you're in a certain area of entertainment or sports or things like that, it gets a little bit more crazier because you're the access that you have and you know the pool that you could really pull the literally a pool that you could pull from is bigger um plus there's something about like being on tour like that men just be and not even really on tour just like being traveling where men just be on some weird shit like they just be i don't know how to put it like i've seen how men act, and I've heard how men act when the minute they leave their house, the minute they leave their house, bitch, it's not, it's bad enough like they go to work and be, you know, filling their oats. But the minute a, a, a man gets on a fucking plane and leaves his zip code, it's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they be cheating, they be, and it's not even like they be cheating all the time, but like they just be wanting to like cheat. And I'm not trying to put nobody I know under the bus or, you know, none of my friends, but they all be like that. They all be like with they, they significant others. They be in full, long, heavy relationships. And the minute they be out from underneath that, they be, you know, and they be like, you think I should be with them? I said, no, like you literally are in an eight-year relationship. Y'all have a house together. Y'all got all this shit together. And you're really going to, like, throw it away for a little jump off. But that's how men are. That's honestly, girl. And if I don't know how old he is, I don't know how old you are, really. I could probably look it up on your, maybe you had it in your other letter. But that's how they are, girl. Like, <clears throat> and, <clears throat> but if I could give you any advice, I would press him on it and be like, um, what's going on i feel like just just let him know you know and the fact that he's not so open to communication he's not going to start that conversation himself 
it's something you need to start. But I would press him for it. I'd be like, so what's going on? What's up? Because you're not about to have me looking crazy. And I'm not about to be... If you want to ghost me, cool. But j you need to talk to me like a motherfucking adult. And if you want to go your separate ways, let me know. But don't, don't just ignore me and just all that other shit. Like, that's goofy and very childish. But I'm sure he's young. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, I would talk to him about it. And yeah. But if I could offer you any sort of like, like not comfort, but like, Sometimes I've I've always told people, sometimes life is all about managing your expectations. And I don't want to put this out in the universe, but like I would you know what, this is bad advice. Cause at me, what I would do is I would start retreat like retracting. I would. I would be like, mm. I would. Like that's how I normally am. Bitch, the sign of anything going wrong, it'd be like, ooh, I'm out. Pull, pull, all my, pull all my shit out. Pull all my shit out. Withdraw everything. I'm done. I would. But I don't want you to do that. But I would talk to him. And, you know, who, who knows, bitch? He could just be, like, just stressed and tired and just overworked or just be like, bitch, I'm trying to go to the hotel and go to sleep. You know, I don't know. He might be hungry. I don't know. So I would just talk to him and just... But I will press him be like, bitch... What's up? And if not, bitch, go back to the jailhouse lover. Mm -hmm. Anyways, good luck. Please keep us posted. And, and and again, thank you so much for the well wishes. And moving right along. All right. So we have another letter from Danielle. Danielle writes, I've been an avid fan of yours for such a long time now. And somehow just now I'm getting to writing in. As did many others, I caught traction of your stories over COVID and you're always a point of relief amidst all the anxiety the pandemic caused me. So when you made the podcast, I was so happy to start listening because you always keep it 100. Have all the best controversial hot takes, teach my ass how to cook, and you're a fellow Capricorn, which is why I think we are always on the same page. Period. <clears throat> Period. See, the girls... Side note. See, the girls be... They be really trying to, like... They be doing this like, oh, I don't know who I'm compatible with. Oh, what sign am I compatible with? Capricorn's going to be compatible, period. We're really, honestly, we're really those girls. We start, we start the year off right. <clears throat> we end the year and we start the year. Okay? The Capricorn girls end the year and we start the year. So we're we're always that girl. We're always the the end all be all. We are the 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 sun and the moon, bitch. We are everything, the beginning, the end, the alpha, the omega. Okay, so <clears throat> I've been hearing a lot of like Capricorn slander, and that's fine. You know what I'm saying? I get it. You know, if I was you, I'd hate me too. But the Capricorn slander really needs to fucking stop, because um, we are those girls. Doesn't mean you're not that girl. You're just not the, the it girl. You know what I'm saying? There could only be one it girl. And then there could be a lot of like ladies in waiting almost. You know what I'm saying? Like a couple like honorary mentions. You know what I'm saying? Like you're still nominated in the category. You didn't win the category, but you, you're definitely nominated. And honestly, it really is an honor to just be nominated. You know? So where are the winners in the category? You know, but 
you're still nominated, if that makes sense. So, but shout out to the girls who are Capricorns. Um, anyway, so back to the, the letter. Anyways, let me get to the point. You mentioned your past about being homeless and spending money on clothes and materialistic things and whatnot and how you've changed. I find it admirable to see that you are not <clears throat> in those positions anymore. I work my ass off, enjoy splurging on things, but feel like I'm at a loss of how to transition into more of a savings mindset. What made you transition into being the financially responsible business girl you are and what helped get you to that point? For more background of where I'm asking from, I'm 24 years old and grew up in a single parent household that was not financially stable, but I worked really hard to move on from that lifestyle and just recently graduated with architecture degree work and started a salary position at a cute little 50000 I ruined my credit score quick when I was 18 and I'm very ashamed about it um, because I worked so hard and can still never catch up or change <clears throat> my relationship with money. I would love your advice on tips and tricks on how to handle your coin niches and how to get over the hurdles life threw at you. So clearly and so clearly handle with ease. Love you lots. Congrats on all the changes you're making this year with the baby. Thanks for reading, Danielle. Um, well, thank you, Danielle, for writing. Um, let's see, let's see. First off, you said that you ruined your credit when you were 18. Girl, same. Okay. Same. When I tell you, I filed bankruptcy when I was, um, I don't know, I filed it in 2011. <laughs> Another thing I did in 2011. So however old I was then, what, what fuck, let me try to do the math. 23, 4, so I was like 24. <clears throat> so I was 24 when I filed bankruptcy, um, which I'm, I wasn't proud of. And it was really embarrassing because it's like, bitch, not you being this young and just being in a fucking a mess. But I got to thinking about this. Let me take it off my glasses. That's how you know I'm about to get into it. Um, I got to thinking about this literally an hour before I got on the mic to record this podcast today. And I was on like a thing a couple days ago. And I guess, what's her name? Koi Ray who's Benzino's daughter. <clears throat> she was over here talking about how, like, she was living in cars and selling drugs or whatever. And I guess Benzino was like, bitch, she was never fucking selling no drugs. And, and in the comments on Twitter, the girls were like, black people love to talk about their struggles and, like, you know, how much they struggled and stuff. Like, why can't you just be successful and just be like, yeah, I, I, I'm just successful. Why do you have to talk about all your struggles? And... I get it. Like, I get kind of where they're coming from, but it's like, first off, I don't think there's anything wrong with talking about your struggles. Like, I, I think it humbles you, if anything. Like, it it makes you cherish things even more. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? So, like, my view on money is very different. You know, I didn't grow up with money. I didn't grow up bad. You know what I'm saying? But, and I grew up having things and I'll be honest, my mom was never on like food stamps or anything like that. And quite frankly, I didn't know what a food stamp was till like maybe one, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, like six years ago. Like I didn't, I didn't know. I thought they were like stamps or something, Bitch, I still don't even know what they are to be honest, but that's neither here nor there. <clears throat> so I didn't grow up like in shambles, but I went through a phase that was really fucking traumatic for me. Um, even financially. And I think I was just able to see how fast you could lose everything. 
And so now I think I'm in a constant fear, you know, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not even sugarcoating. I'm always in like a constant like fear of losing. And I'm like, I need to always work, which is not really good for my mental health, um, which I'm, I've learned in the last like week or so where I feel like I really might be a little burnt out. Like I might be a little exhausted not just physically from working, but just like mentally draining and just constantly like putting myself under this pressure. <clears throat> but with that being said, um, I think if it wasn't for those struggles, I, I probably would view money a little differently. Like I probably would be like, oh, I'm just going to spend it how I want to spend it. I'm just going to like ball out of control. And I don't because of it. But I don't think that there's anything wrong with spending your money because, bitch, you worked hard for it. You deserve it. You know what I'm saying? Bitch, you can't take it anywhere. You can't take it nowhere. You know what I'm saying? You can't whatever. But I do think you need to pay yourself first. And by by that is putting a little bit away if you can. Not everybody can save. And I understand that. Um, it took me years to be in a, even be able to save money, bitch. Like, it, it, I would joke, be like, bitch. They over here talking about free savings account. Bitch, what am I gonna do with that? Because, <laughs> bitch, they were like, oh, we're gonna just, um, we're gonna transfer $100 each month to the savings account, bitch, and it will be transferred right the fuck on back. <laughs> the minute it, it would leave my account, I would transfer it right for it back into my checking account. Okay. So, um, but you, I, I do believe you should pay yourself first. In the sense where, like, you should definitely have, like, a little savings account or something that you could put money away. But also, I believe in paying yourself first is doing something for yourself. You know what I'm saying? If that means going to the spa, if that means buying your your coffee, whatever it is that's going to put put pour into yourself that's reasonable, do it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying, bitch, do it every day. Like, I'm not saying, bitch, buy $1,000 shoes every day. Or once a month. You may not be able to afford once a month. You might be able to buy a thousand pair of like shoes that are a thousand dollars once a year. You know, and there ain't nothing wrong with it. St but I still feel like you should pay into yourself via savings, but also like giving yourselves your like a little little treat. Um, I don't think money needs to be that stringent. Um, I know some people are very stringent and very like very structured when it comes to their money. I'm not. Um but also, and I, this is actually going to be part of my final thought um, that I wrote down. But I, I mean, I don't want to get too, too deep. But I also started doing, like, some ancestor work years and years and years. Like, maybe, what, five years ago? And the person I, you know, kind of guided me through things, he was like, you know, sometimes you're you have financial trauma because your ancestors had financial trauma. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you gotta heal that by healing their debts. And so, like, you know, my belief is like you can heal their debts in in a multitude of ways. Um, I mean, I'm being very frank frank with you guys right now, but um, I leave money on my ancestor um altar. I do. Now, this is just like, this is just me. 
y'all, because the girls was telling me, bitch, what you doing, Solomon, is demonic, and like, the girls was really trying to eat me up recently, and I'm like, damn, bitch, like, the girls is, I'm like, really trying to eat me up, talking about, like, what I'm doing is demonic. What the fuck is demonic about me caring about my grandmother who passed away, or my aunt, or my grandfather? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck is demonic about that, bitch? You are believing in some wild shit, okay? You are believing in talking snakes. You are believing in whales that are swallowing you up. And, you know, y'all are believing in some wild stuff, but me wanting to have a, 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 a relationship, a continued relationship with the people who took care of me, you think that's demonic? That's fine. So anyways, um, so what I do sometimes is I will put money on my ancestor altar and then just kind of keep it there for like a week. And then at the end of like the week, I'll take that money and I will, you know, after I've prayed over it or whatever, I actually deposit that money back into my account. And my belief is, you know, I see that money just triple and quadruple um, because it's not just my money. It's their money, too. I know that's it's it's a it's way too deep um, and it's really not answering your question to <laughs> But it's one thing I do. Um, but I figured I'd share. But, um, hmm, let's see. Um, what made you transition into being the financially responsible business girl you are and what helped get to that point? Yeah, I just was forced. You know, I I don't think I really had any good financial um, examples growing up. My mom's first husband was horrible with money horrible he was a big gambler you know what i'm saying he just was just he would always be able to make money but he didn't know how to like use it and he didn't do anything right with it so that was never a good example um i'm not trying to throw my mom under the bus but i didn't learn any like great things from her either i mean i didn't learn any bad things but i never learned like any tips and tricks you know what i'm saying no like she never sat me down and was like, all right, so this is how you should budget your money. It's not until my mom remarried um, her current husband, who is my dad, um, technically my stepdad, but I don't do that. Just he, that's my dad. He's the one who was always like Solomon, you need to, since I can remember since being a kid, you need a budget, you need to do this. Like he was very, he's very like strict when it comes to um, money. Um also, in my opinion, very cheap. <laughs> very cheap. <laughs> but <laughs> So I think it was like a nice... I'm not that far like him, but he is someone who um, kind of really shaped me into being a little bit more aware of where my money's going. Um, also, I have, I mean... I do have two accountants, which, fuck, I literally wrote down right here, text or email Belinda, and here it is, fucking 4.20 p.m. on a fucking Thursday, and I have not emailed this hoe. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I wish I had more advice to give people. I know this sounds really fucked up, but, and I think I can only say this because I've, been on both ends bitch like I've been poor and broke okay like literally nothing and 
it wasn't about like, oh, bitch, were you saving money? Oh, bitch, oh, you must have been spending it on bullshit. Oh, but you were probably doing something irresponsible. No, life just fucking threw me for a goddamn loop. You know, I didn't have a fucking choice. It wasn't like I was doing weird shit. I wasn't like buying. Today, I just bought two pairs of shoes. And I'm like, and both of those shoes were like, two sneakers were like 470 bucks. And even then, it's like, it's hard for me to hit pay. You know, like, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't even do this. Like, I don't need to be doing this. You know, like. It, it so I still get freaked out so because I'm I've never been someone who just spends money willy nilly, um, so, but like I said, like life when I didn't have anything just really threw me for a loop, and the the more I kind of sit where I'm at, the more I realize like there's really no tips and tricks I can share with people. It's nothing really has changed for me. It's just I make more money now, you know, and you know what I'm saying? It's not like I'm like I have a budget that I'm very strict on. No, it's not like, oh, I'm I'm putting X amount of money into a Roth IRA and this and that. And I'm not. It's just I'm able to do more and pay off my debt because I have more money now. I make more and my credit score is better now because I I make more. All my bills are on time. I don't have debt. I pay things off in cash. So it helps all around. So it's like it, it's like it's a weird thing because I used to hear like oh the rich just get richer and I kind of get why they are like that. Because you could pull out a loan for a crazy amount of money and and dump it into your business and then make even more because now you have perfect credit or you know what I'm saying? But how do you get perfect credit by having fucking money? You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but if I could give you any sort of advice, I would say um, I always like to live by this model of live below your means if you can. And I know a lot of people can't um, and that's understandable. But if you can't live below your means, try your best to live within your means um, and meaning like if you make, I don't know, if, like you said, $50,000, let's say you do that, then you don't need to be spending $60,000 a year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you may not be able to save, you may not whatever, but don't spend $60,000 or more. Don't put it on credit cards. Try not to buy things that you can't immediately pay off. Look at those interest rates. Look at the the time of the loan. I mean, how long the loan is. Um, pay off your credit cards before the statement closes. Not on the due date. Just ignore the due date. I just had to teach my... I mean, I taught my brother this, but I just told my mom about this this year. Another thing I did for my brother, my brother has a crazy high credit score. It's insane. And it jumped over the, the course of a few months just because I made him an authorized buyer on my credit cards. And now he, his credit is crazy high. And, but I've been teaching him how, how to use the credit cards. And, you know, I literally had a discussion with him this time last week. We were sitting in the garage doing orders. And I told him, I said, 
you know, okay, so now that you've had this credit card, now it's time for you to open up another one. That way we can have start inc increasing um, different lines of credit. You're also going to need like probably like maybe in a couple months afterwards, we'll probably try to get like a personal loan or different types of loans to put on your credit because yeah, you have damn near an 800 credit score, you know, which is crazy, you know, but you also don't have a lot of lines of credit. So I was like, so understanding how to do stuff like that is really beneficial and finding out ways for it to work for you. Um, but as far as like what motivated me, it just was bad shit. And I just feel like if it wasn't for me having bad credit at 18, just like you, if it wasn't for me being homeless or losing my job or losing everything, if it wasn't for that, I don't think I would have the care. I would be like, oh, okay, who cares? It's just whatever. But I think because of that, I'm much more cautious and more tuned in. Um, yeah, like eat like right now, I'm like, damn, bitch, I want to go buy this car. And it's damn near $300,000. Can I? Of course. I'm, I can be like, I want it right now. I'm like, no, bitch. Stay in your Honda. I bought a Honda. A Honda CRV. You know what I'm saying? Like, I bought something below my means. I'm in a house below my means. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying my... I'm, I think living below your means is divine. I literally was on Snapchat yesterday. I was like, bitch, I want to buy a big-ass house for my kids so they can have X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, mm-mm. Let me... And then Omar was here two nights ago, and he was like, we were talking about twins or whatever, and I said, I do not want twins because I want to financially understand how to navigate all this on my own, and I don't want to dump pile a bunch of shit of you know financial responsibilities on myself because I don't know what it's like to have a child. I need to, I need, to, I need like, let me figure out how this works <laughs> and how much everything is, and then maybe I'll consider a second child or see where I'm at mentally even, financially even. And I think changing that mindset of just being very cautious to add things also helps too. Um, we are consumers. We are people who just love to buy and consume things. I'm a consumer too. I love it. I love to buy things, okay? I literally was just at Neiman Marcus yesterday. Literally, I, um, I had like four things of garland that I had left over from my Christmas tree that I didn't need anymore. So I was like, oh, let me just go, you know, return these or whatever, bitch. And sure enough, returned it and then bought some more shit. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I love to consume and buy things. I like things. I like my personables, my belongings. But I've definitely adopted this idea of living below your means. So, um... And thus, that has helped me save more money and be able to, like, do other things with it. But don't beat yourself up for fucking up your credit at 18. Don't, you know, don't beat yourself up for, you know, having grown up in a single-parent household. A lot of us have. Um, that wasn't financially stable. A lot of us have. So don't beat yourself up. Um, and honestly, don't beat yourself up for not having everything right now. You know what I'm saying? You're 24. When I was 24 yeah 2011 
Yo, 2011, when I tell you 2011 was just a rough year for me, bitch. When I was 24, bitch, I was battling. I was I was fighting for my life, okay? I was Baruch. Okay, I was very Baruch. Okay, and I was... I don't want to say in and out of jail, but I was just in a fuck up situation, okay? I didn't have no job. I, just a mess, girl. I'm fucking mess. And... You know, fast forward 12 years later, and I'm in a completely different place. And But I know I could not be in the place I'm at right now if it wasn't for me going through all that bullshit. And I'm going to talk about that on Final Thoughts, but don't beat yourself up. Don't. I know a lot of people will be like, oh, I'm supposed to have all my shit figured out. I'm supposed to have my money figured out. I'm supposed to have a house. I'm supposed to do this. No, like this economy... Not for nothing is crazy hard, okay? I just saw a report that San Diego is the third most expensive housing market in the United States. Not top 10, not top 20, top three. And in order to afford a home, you have to have a minimum of two, you have to make a minimum of $204,000 a year. So, and bitch, I believe it. Um, so this economy is nuts. So just be easy on yourself and just, you know, like, yeah, try to save money, but bitch, you can't take this money when you gone. So if that means taking yourself out to a nice dinner or buying yourself something you like or a nice candle or whatever, a nice glass of wine, please do so. Okay. And don't beat yourself up. You're young. You make mistakes. This is the best time to make the mistakes. Okay. You know, you still have ample amount of time to fix your credit and you'll be fine so just don't really beat yourself up and that's about it so moving right along all right so on my final thoughts um i just really i wrote down now my computer turning off hold on i just updated this shit a couple days ago and it is just so fucking annoying no, okay, wait, do I want to do... Uh, hold on, before we do that, I have beef, okay? It's going to be a quick little beef, and uh, then I'll get into final thoughts. So, my beef is with Black Friday sales. And let me tell you why I got beef with it. So, it's like, I'm getting, like, these little commercials and ads from like Walmart Plus or whatever the fuck that is, bitch. I don't even know what that is. And it's really no shade. I'm not really trying to shade Walmart, but I keep getting Walmart Plus ads or whatever. They have a joint thing with American Express to where I think I get a free membership with Walmart Plus or I don't I don't really know, but it's just a bunch of Walmart Plus stuff with American Express and I'm like I didn't know. It's really no shade. I'm not trying to be shady. But I didn't know the American Express girl was fucking around with Walmart. I just, <laughs> I just didn't. I don't. It is just like a wild thing to cons consistently get from American Express because I'm like, this seems like who put this deal together? Like, does this speak to the target demographic of American Express holders? Maybe it does. Um, not for me. I just, something about those fluorescent lights in Walmart sends me. I just can't, the linoleum floors sends me, the crowd, the people, the parking lot, every aspect of Walmart 
does not speak to my soul. You know, it doesn't. I understand if it speaks to other people. We love that for you. I'm just saying for me, it does not speak for me. It just, the shelving looks horrendous at all times. The merchandising always looks like I'm at a Costco. It's just, everything about it, it's just not, it's just not for me. Um, If that's for you, we love that. Perfect. It's just, it doesn't speak for me. Anyway, so. I'm getting all these ads from like Walmart and it's like, oh, Black Friday, Black Friday, Black Friday, Black Friday. And it's like, bitch, ain't nobody need no flat screen TVs no more. We don't, we all got, everybody got a flat screen TV. Everybody got an iPad. Everybody got a, oh, a Nintendo Wii, bitch, or whatever the fuck. Everybody got all the things we need, bitch. Give me a Black Friday deal on these prescription glasses, okay? Because I need a new pair. Give me, give me, give me a, 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 um, a Black Friday deal on this IVF, bitch. That's really the, I, that's really the fucking Black Friday deal I need. No, for real, because we're about to go into transfer cycle any minute now. Where's the, y'all running any sales at the fertility clinic? Buy one transfer, get one free. 15% off IVF cycle. Can y'all throw in an extra free egg, bitch? A free genetic testing? Anything? Free blood work? Free needles? I know I joke about I have to pay $20 per needle. Let that be part of the Black Friday sale, bitch. Put these groceries on Black Friday. I'm over here um, saying, you know, I, I'm not doing anything for Thanksgiving. And Omar's family, you know, they're taking care of all the food. But you don't go, you don't go to people's homes with no food, bitch. Hold on, side note. I say this all the time. Do not go to people's homes without no food. Okay? If you go, if listen, if you're going to f- consume food and beverage at someone's home and they're hosting, it don't matter if they're hosting Thanksgiving. It don't matter if it's a dinner, a private dinner party. It don't matter what the fuck it is. It don't matter if it's like, oh, my, um, my friend's going to come with me. Then your friend better bring something. Your friend better bring a bottle of wine. You know, a fucking uh, 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 Martinelli's apple cider, something. I'm serious. I'm not joking around. Don't, I'm not being funny. Do not go to people's homes consuming food and beverage it without bringing something. You better bring a stick of butter and 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 a bag of bread. Something, okay? I'm for real. You do not go to. I don't know what world we're fucking living in right now where people think that that is acceptable do not go to people's homes without bringing food or some juice wine something simply lemonade bitch something y'all gotta do something fucking kool-aid packets something you do not bring a gift at least bring a gift if you can't do that bring a gift bring a candle bring a, a tin thing of cookies something it's the fucking holiday season you do not walk into people's homes eating up their motherfucking food without bringing shit so anyway so thanksgiving i'm gonna go to omar's house and they're like oh don't bring anything don't you know of course i'm bringing stuff you know what i'm saying like but you know i'm going to go to the grocery store and buy stuff. I've already start, started stocking up on my um, pie crusts and things that normally kind of sell out last minute. So, you know, I'm going to make a couple pies. I think I'm going to make this little, like, um, this little appetizer dessert thing. I'm making quite a bit, but it's like, these groceries need to go on fucking sale. Bitch, run the Black Friday sale on that. 
No, I'm serious. Like, I'm really honestly getting dead ass tired of walking into the grocery store and the food be so fucking high. It's really driving me nuts. So uh, that's, I didn't really have a lot of beef, but that that's the, the Black Friday sale I need. Okay, the, 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 the Black Friday sale I need is um, Cox Communication Internet. Bitch, I don't want to have to give you $140 each month for this damn internet. And it better not go off. It's gone off like two times and it popped right back up, but still. I want the Black Friday sale on that. Where's the Black Friday sale for the Cox Communication Internet? Where the, where's, where's the Black Friday sale for the utilities? Where's the Black Friday sale for the water? God damn, that's what I got to pay. Pay water and put on auto pay. Pay water. I forgot all about that. Um, You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I need. Where's, you know, the Black Friday sale for these Kit Kats immunizations? That's the Black Friday sale. Oh, bitch, we don't want no Walmart flat screen TV, bitch. We all got flat screens. We all got cake mixers. We all got toasters. We all got all that shit, bitch. And we, but, but, but what's the point of getting a fucking cake, toast, cake mixer and a toaster if we ain't got no motherfucking groceries to cook with it? I don't give a fuck about the goddamn appliances. Bitch, that's the fucking Black Friday sale that nobody's really talking about. Bitch, bring, uh, run me that. Avocado's hella expensive, bitch. No. I went to go get fucking cilantro yesterday, bitch. It was $3. I said, bitch, not for cilantro. $3, Greg? You got me fucked up. So, y'all, just fuck them fucking Black Friday sales, bitch. Run me run me some, some groceries, okay? And that's all I got to say on that and moving right along. So... My final thoughts. Um, my final thoughts is to visualize. Um, I got to, I was in the shower where I do all my, my thinking. Um, oh, shit. Excuse me. And, oh, this hair is good, girl. This little keratin treatment is so luscious. Ooh, bitch. I just had a little, a little flyaway fly into my, my face right now. Bitch, I feel this hair is really... Mm, it's given just for me. Um, I would say visualize. And the reason why I say this is I write like, it depends on like, some people write to the universe, some people write little petition letters, whatever. But the thing is, I put pen to paper. And I write things that I'm going to achieve. So meaning, um, like, for instance, I was going through some old petitions that I like, I, things that I've written down. And one of them was like, I will make X amount of, I will, I will have a career that makes me X amount of money to facilitate me to be a father. And I looked and I wrote that in like, I want to say 2019, um, maybe 2020, I don't remember. But I looked, I'm like, damn, bitch, I really visualized that. Every single thing I've wanted in life, I've visualized and I told the universe exactly what I want. And like, I was asked recently, are you like, not shocked, that wasn't the word, but like, when you look at where you are exactly, you're like, you know, you're about, you're in, about to be a father. Like, these are the things that are happening for you. 
I said, I, I always knew this was going to be it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked. I'm thankful and I'm grateful and I acknowledge it, but I'm not like shocked. I, I've always known where I would be. I always knew I would be single. I would be a dad. I would have my own businesses. I would have my own lines of income. Um, I n just knew where I would be. So it like, it doesn't shock me because I visualized it. In fact, it's more like, oh yeah, finally. I, I yes, I ugh, thank God you caught up, universe. You know, like, bitch, I was waiting for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I already knew where I was gonna be. And I've said this before on the podcast to where when I remember I would park on the third floor, Parkway Plaza in El Cajon, and the the parking structure and one of the security guys, he every night he would just kind of just, you know, come near and he would just wave and I would wave and I would just be in my car, bitch. And he would just let me park there. Um, and I remember one time I plugged in my CD, my CD Walkman and that car, the car I was driving, a, a, I was living in a white, Chevy Beretta that was so loud and so nasty and so rude. It was so embarrassing every time I cranked that bad boy up. It was just loud. I don't like loud cars. You know, like when the girls be putting mufflers and all the other shit on their car. I'm like, oh, that is so ghetto. Like, it's too loud. Like, I want my car to be quiet, bitch. Like, it's, I don't want you. That's embarrassing, bitch. Um, <laughs> and I think it really boils. It kind of really echoes back to me in living in that Beretta. Anyway, so, um, so I remember one night I, you know, got it, settled in for the night. <laughs> and I put in a mixtape that I burnt or did something. I don't even know who burnt me that song, whatever. And I put it in my CD Walkman. And my CD Walkman, in order to play it through um, my car speakers, because my car didn't have a CD player, I would put the little, do y'all remember when you put the little cassette tape in? And it would play, like, that was how you were able to play your CDs. So, anyways, long story short, um, oh, this is so corny, but um, Rick Ross's Every Day I'm Hustling was one of the songs. And I just remember sitting in that car, and I'm like, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I mean, this is not, I wasn't stressed. And, bitch, I was cold. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would be cold, and for some reason, I don't know. I mean, it's not like I sleep in cars anymore, but, like, I don't know. Something about that car was cold, bitch. It had no insulation, bitch. Like, <laughs> it was just a fucking tin can. But I just knew where I was going to land in life. And I just did not, it didn't bother me. It didn't. I mean, I'm not saying I enjoyed being broke or not having anything or being homeless or not having a job or getting turned down consistently. I just knew where I was going to be. I knew where I was going. I just knew, you know, and it wasn't like, I. and you know, the funny thing, especially early on in my career, especially early on in my career, people used to always be like, you are, this guy is so cocky. Solomon is so fucking cocky. And part of working in hip-hop, you had to be a little cocky. And especially on New York radio, you got to have a little cockiness to you. You know what I'm saying? But 
there was like so too like a lot to me and people would be like oh he's so fucking cocky i wasn't i look back on it now i'm like i wasn't i just knew where i was going i knew what i was worth i knew it doesn't it didn't matter the fact that when i was doing that when i was shooting um or excuse me recording the morning show in new york city on new york radio that summer i was sitting i was literally in a fucking hostel in hell's kitchen a fucking hostel and I was still on the air. You couldn't tell me shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you couldn't tell me shit. Like, you couldn't tell me, oh, you ain't... I knew who I was. I knew who the fuck I was. I knew where I was going to go. And nobody could fucking tell me anything. You couldn't make me feel less than. You couldn't make me feel smaller. It didn't... I didn't give a fuck if I literally didn't have a fucking pot to piss in. I knew where I was going in life because I visualized it. And I knew if I can think it, I could create it. I just knew my mind could get me to where I needed to be. I knew my mind could put me in places and rooms that I needed to be in because I knew I could get there. I didn't need, and, and that's another reason I just kind of cut off so many people because I was like, no, you're distracting me. I need to focus. My best friend got on the phone with me like, what, oh, two weeks ago? And he was like, you know what, Solomon? Something about you being alone, you really do flourish when you're alone you flourish because you're it's just you and your thoughts he said when you don't have anybody else holding you back you fucking flourish because it's just you and your thoughts and i said that's so true he was like i can't do that like i need partnership i need someone to do things with he's like you're just the opposite you you need to be alone and it's so true. I need my moments with my thoughts. My thoughts are so precious because I've seen where it's gotten me in life. So all I want to share with you guys is visualize where you are, like where you want to be. Like you got to visualize, you got to tell yourself and you got to force the universe and command the universe to be like, this is where you need to put me in life. This is what I want. And it don't, it don't got to be no lofty shit like, oh, I'm trying to, you know, be the CEO of Xerox or whatever. No, bitch. It could just be like, bitch, I'm trying to buy a car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It could be something as simple as that. My lock screen right now is... So I did like a little AI. Bitch, I be telling you all my business on this phone, bitch. Ooh, I be telling y'all all my business, bitch. Bitch, I be really telling y'all all my business. Um, So a, a few months, like over the summer, they there was like this app called Remini or whatever. And basically like an AI app where you can just generate a bunch of AI photos. And they, during this time, you could generate baby photos. Now they got rid of it because something was going on with the usages of, I don't know, something, bitch, I don't know. But you can't generate baby photos. Anyways, so I generated a few because I was like, I wonder what I would look like if I had a baby. So I saved them clearly, but I have it as my lock screen. And it's visual. I'm visualizing like that's going, not this, not this AI baby, but I'm visualizing and forcing myself to see my my child. I printed out a photo of this baby, went to the store. I, I'm for real. Went to the store, got a a frame, printed it out, put the the baby picture of this little AI baby in the frame, and it's in my bathroom right now. So every time I'm doing my skincare routine, I look over to my right and there's my baby. 
that's, you know what I'm saying? I Clearly, it's not my baby, but I'm telling myself this is how it's going to be. I've already started buying baby clothes, putting it in the nursery, already buying books, all sorts of shit, because I'm telling the universe where it, where we about to go. You get, get, come on, universe. You better get on the good foot. Let's go. We got things we got to do. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but that's not the only, the first time I've done that. I've been doing that my whole life. You know, like if, like, let's say if you, let's say you want a certain car, it don't matter what car it is. Let's say, I don't know. I don't know cars, bitch. I'm not a car person, but let's say you want a G-Wagon and maybe you can't afford it. It don't matter. Don't think about it. Go to the Mercedes dealership, test drive it, get in that car, visualize what it's like to be in that car, take photos in that car. Look at those photos later on. You know what I'm saying? Visualize yourself in that goddamn car. And yeah, it's like goofy because the people are like, oh, that's just materialistic. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The universe is not thinking like, oh, well, this is so materialistic. You should want, it doesn't fucking matter. Just whatever you want. If you want a certain type of refrigerator, bitch, do the same shit. You know? And it's so easy for you to do. Just visualize where you want to be in life. I told my homegirl um, about, you know, she was like, oh, pray for me about this job. And I said, I will. I'll definitely pray for you. But I want you to do one thing tonight. I want you to create a mock email. And I want you to put your name and a signature, your, the position for this job, the company, you know, in the signature. And I want you to send that email to yourself. And I want you to screenshot that email of, you know, and it shows you and that position and the company that you work for. And I want you to just put that as a lock screen on your phone and you visualize it and you visualize this is the job I'm going to be in. Put yourself already in that, that mindset and she got the job. You know what I'm saying? Like tell yourself, this is what I want. But see the girls be like doing stuff like, oh, let me pray and ask. Let me ask someone. No, I'm not asking. I don't, I, I don't, y'all could ask all you want. There's no shade to it. But if y'all want to ask, cool, be my guest. I don't be asking. I be telling the universe exactly what the fuck I want, when I want it, how I want it, and period. Okay, I don't got no time to be asking, bitch. Because then you going to ask and it's going to be a conversation. I don't got time to conversate, bitch. We're, I'm not here for the conversation. I'm here for the action, okay? That's, I'm really a run up, done up girl, bitch. Like, that's how I know bitches don't know how to fight. <laughs> no, because that's how I know bitches don't know how to fight. The girls really want to, like, conversate and talk. I'm not a talker, bitch. I'm a run up and get, you about to get done up, okay? So I don't really just tell the universe what you want. And it's not even really about, even whatever your belief system is, if it's God, if it's universe, whatever, just be like, this is what's going to happen. And every day in my life, when I wake up, I haven't been that good about it lately, but um, every day I wake up, I, before I touch my phone, I've said this before, I just be like, all right, today's a good day. Today's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. This is what I'm going to get. This is what, how we about to do it. And yeah. And it's crazy because once you tap into that type of energy, it kind of it might freak you out a little bit because I, I've learned once you open up that portal, if you will, then your life really don't go back to what it used to be. Like, you know what I'm saying? But even sometimes 
I'd be trying to figure out, like, try not to waste your energy on certain things, you know, because you only got so much energy throughout the day. And it's like, do I really want to waste my energy on something stupid? No, I'm just going to save it for something big. So I just really urge you guys to visualize, visualize if it could be anything. It could be happiness, not living with depression. It could be a whole multitude of things. Just visualize it, bitch. If you're trying to get a job, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's say, I say this all the time with all my friends who are going on job interviews. I've been like, all right, so when you go there, don't be, don't, when you're driving to the job interview or wherever, however you're getting there, think like this is the route I'm going to take to go to work every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that means getting your coffee, you know, packing your uh, lunch, let's say your, your interviews at like, I don't know, 11 a.m. I don't know when people have interviews. But let's say it's at 11 a.m. Pretend like you making your breakfast. You about to get out the house. You know, you, this might sound real fucking crazy. But, you know, maybe if you live alone, be like, all right, well, I'll, I'll see you. I'm, I'm on my way to work. That's what you need to say. I know that sounds crazy, but like do it. And then get in the car, have your lunch, have your coffee, you know, pretend like you're listening to your favorite talk radio or however, whatever your morning routine would be to go to work, do exactly that and walk into that building, that office, whatever, like, hey, girl, say hello to the receptionist, be like, hey, girl, and walk on, put, get into the elevator, like, just fully immerse yourself in telling the universe, like, bitch, I already got the job, so run me my money. You know, if that means getting on Photoshop and Photoshopping a, a pay stub, not for no illegal purposes, bitch, but just to kind of Photoshop yourself a little pay stub, do it. I got a, a pay stub, not a pay stub, a check mailed to me recently, a big check, actually. And these bitches put it to the wrong company. Um, They made it out to the wrong company. And so I couldn't like cash or do anything. So anyway, so boom. So, but I still kept the check. He was like, you want me to destroy it? I said, nope. You want to give me that check. Let me run that back to me. I'm going to keep this for myself. And I put it on my ancestor altar. And I just kind of look at the check. Sometimes they be like, mm -hmm. more of those. Send more of those to me, please. So it's, if there's any sort of advice I could give you guys in, is to do that. Please just do it. Force yourself into like just where you want to be. Um, and if it might sound goofy, like I know I told you I got a fucking AI baby photo in my bathroom, but that's how I've always done things. And it's crazy. I think I told you guys this, but one time I did a, this was a while ago, like maybe like 10 years now, I ended up doing, no, it was 2014. No. Yes. 2014. Summer of 2014. Um, and the reason why I know this is because I moved into that apartment in December 2014. Um, but over the summer, I ended up doing a, um, like, a vision board. And I ended up finding, like, this luxury Skyrise apartment in New York or whatever. I wasn't even living in New York at the time. I was actually in California at the moment. And um, I just cut it out and pasted it on my little vision board. And I just, you know, visioned myself in that apartment fast forward to so i moved into an uh, apartment in new york city in december 2014 
Then that summer, 2015, I go back to my friend's home, William, and he had my old like um, vision boards. And I was going, I was like, oh, let's look at our vision boards. And I looked and I said, bitch, that's my apartment. And he was like, bitch, you're right. I said, bitch, because they just opened. They were advertising during the summertime, taking new tenants because they had just opened and started taking people in for the fall, winter, whatever months. So that was like an ad that they had, that they ran in New York Magazine. And I was like, well, William, bitch, look, that's my apartment. Not my exact apartment, you know, like not the one I was, not the unit I was living in, but it was the the apartment building with the, the little model apartments. Mm-hmm. I was like, bitch, oh my God, overlooking the Hudson River. So I've been doing this for a very long time. And quite frankly, sometimes I'm like, bitch, you need to really up the ante, bitch. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, 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 I do fuck that up for myself because I'd be like, bitch, I should be asking for more. <laughs> but I would say do that um, and just visualize where you want to be in life. Visualize where you want to be mentally. Visualize where you want to be with your family, your kids, whoever. Just visualize it and force it on yourself. Um, and that's really all I really have to say. And moving right along. All right, so that is the end of the show. Um, do I really want to get in this kitchen and cook? Bitch, no. <laughs> I really don't want to. <sighs> but I bought these groceries and I just know they're going to go bad if I don't cook them. <sighs> like $70 worth of groceries. Um. Okay, so I'm going to cook, yeah. Um. If you guys are inclined, feel free to go to sawraybeauty.com and order your holiday glow gift sets. $20 of each purchase will go to the Palestine Children's Relief Fund um, to help the kids in Gaza. Um, so head on over to sawraybeauty.com. Not only will you get a full-size face brightening cream, a full-size collagen serum, a full-size face wash, and a full-size eye brightening cream, plus a travel tote, plus a signed greeting card for the holidays by me, plus a sticker, not only that, you also get to choose a free gift, either a travel size face wash or a travel size or a, a full size eye brightening cream. But wait, it really gets better. It got better today. So you will also get a free silicone um, face scrubber. So it's really great. It's a super sanitized way of like really um, cleaning your skin as much as possible on your face without scrubbing it with harsh, you know, like a a cloth or something like you can use that on your body but you don't want to use it on your face so you can you'll get a free silicone face scrubber with your purchase um also if you just buy the face wash by itself the full-size face wash that will now considered that will now be um a standard um free gift with all face wash purchases of the full size so Head on over to sawraybeauty.com because you know I'm giving the girls everything this holiday season. I really, I really got in my bag this holiday season. I'm really giving ho ho ho. I'm really giving ho ho ho. And don't get me started on the girls and those miniatures. You know, don't, please. Don't, don't, add, don't put the battery in my back. 
the girls are over here sending me things from Jeffree Star's collection and some other things. They're like, girl, do you see what they're doing? I, I, allegedly, Jeffree Star, I didn't even look, bitch. Let me do it right now while I'm on the phone with y'all. Let me see what Jeffree Star got. Apparently, Jeffree Star using the same traveling tote as me. Jeffree Star. I think that's how you spell his name. Jeffree Star Cosmetics, is it? Um, I don't know. Somebody said he had a holiday. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see. Oh, bitch. It is. It's very similar. Ooh, but it doesn't have the middle divide like mine. But it's cute, though. $30. Work. Work. Jeffrey Rectangle Makeup Bag. Work. Uh, do she got a holiday gift set? Hold on, let me see. Um, How do I go to the, the, the beginning of the website? Hold on. Sorry. Um, You got no holiday gift set? Oh, he's not trying to give no holiday. Okay, well, work. Well, anyways, head on over to SawRayBeauty.com and purchase your Holiday Glow gift sets. There's only a few hundred left. Um, once they sell out, they will not be coming back until next year. Um, and, and I mean, like, next holiday season, okay? Not, like, in January, bitch. Like, it's they're not coming back, okay? Um, and quiet as it's kept, it's really no shade. It's really no shade. I hate even putting this out in the universe, but it's like, bitch, if all goes well and I'm a father this time next year, when I'm a father this time next year, I, I ain't going to be worried about no damn holiday gift sets. I'm just letting y'all know that right now. So uh, I'll definitely have to hire and get other people to help me run my website, but I'm going to be like, bitch, tell them to buy whatever they want on the website. I ain't putting together no holiday gift sets this year. I don't know. I might be able to, but it ain't promised, okay? So just take advantage of the holiday glow gift set this year and get all your free belongings and personables and the full-size amenities because, you know, the girls is not giving the girls full-size amenities, so... Aside from that, please listen to Life in Progress with Tia and I. It's our other podcast um, available on all platforms that you listen to your podcast on um and yeah i'm gonna be going to japanese next friday so i'll have one more episode next thursday and then the following week i'll probably be like a day late or so for the post japanese um podcast maybe i'll take my my um recording equipment to japanese with me and me and my friend caesar can do a podcast who knows um, anyways, aside from that, again, head over to sawraybeauty.com and get your, your things, okay, before they sell out. And uh, that's really about it. Take care of yourself and each other. Bye.